Hockey Town celebrated three championships in seven years, and rarely has someone so tough played so pivotal a part. McCarty draws, McCarty in, McCarty scores! A magnificent goal! Down McCarty! Show that play. Larry Arnold, Shanahan, he scores! The Red Wings have defeated Colorado! Darren McCarty! Here's a break at center! I love you, but you're a mess. I, I am a mess. I'm a work in progress, I guess you could say. Well, there it is, the intro. I am still a work in progress, and it must be Wednesday. Welcome, Wednesday, July 24th. Happy birthday, Nichelle Leslie Marshall. You're 26. Your mother and I love you very much. Uh, 7.42, we're kicking this one off, and uh, wow, this is going to be a good one. I, I mean, taking, uh, after last week's show, thank you again to Mike Vellucci for being in studio. Uh, what's your nephew's name? Ryan? Ryan. Yep. Ryan uh, Vellucci, also in studio. Uh, best of luck in uh, Wilkes-Barre this year in the AHL with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and to Dylan Playfair. Riley of Letter Kenny fame, which I tell everybody if you haven't seen Letter Kenny, it's on Hulu and uh, Crave TV, or you can just YouTube it like Google or anything else you do in life. But uh, hilarious. We'll get to more of that. Uh, so it's a Wednesday. Joined as always by my co host. You were better last week, this week, not so much. Uh, I tried, though. Perry Vellucci, you did. You, the effort's there. How are you, Perry? I'm doing good, Mac. Dude, uh, uh, just quickly, because we just were talking... No, we were talking off air, is that... Because um, everybody knows that uh, uh, Perry drives uh, limo for Rockstar's Limousine, our boy Eric Reitz, which we might hear from a little later on <laughs> to enter... <laughs> <laughs> that oh, might have been we, our guest. We will, we will hear That might have been our guest. That we, we, we will hear from explained him. later. Um, but you said you, you've driven, you know, the last week, but you, you got to start getting pictures. And I said you got to start yeah. posting yeah. them to the locker room so we can show them. Because who did you have? You drove. Uh, don't tell me about your friends and don't tell me about the concerts, but right. you drove some. Yeah, last Friday uh, morning I picked up uh, the, the ambassador, the Taiwanese ambassador to Honduras came into town for her daughter's wedding, her and her husband. God damn, diplomatic Perry diplomatic, driving yeah. people around. Look at that. So remember that. Rockstar's limousine if you want to get Perry. I know. Look at Perry. Perry trying to updo me in the summer, McCool. What do you think of that? That's bullshit. Anyways, joined always Bam Bam on the ones and twos. Bam Bam, how was your golf trip? Win any money? Everything good? Good weekend? Yeah, raw reunion. Raw reunion was good. You, you, I love the end. We're gonna talk about it in a we'll minute. We'll talk. I, I'm gonna it, bring it, it up good. in a minute. I love the end. It was. I was talking to Isis earlier about it. Anybody who saw the raw reunion, 20, uh, 25 years of raw. The or, or wait, the longest running. Uh, but whatever Episodic they bought, television. Yeah, yeah. Show. Well, I don't give a shit. But and, all the guys were good. Guys were back. Yeah, and I'm still pissed that I lost to you, and chipping. I'm pissed. Oh, dude, we'll get to that later. I mean, I'm still. That, that, I, that's I not even the golf that. part of the program, but oh yeah, I forgot that uh, old Bam Bam came over to the house and experienced uh, just the, <laughs> the fucking drubbing of the short game by D Mac. Just not a fan. That's all. Just not a fan of my short game or, or short game in general. Just losing. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're hanging out with me. You'll get yeah. loose used to it. Um, also on the program, uh, 
This is this is really special, and uh, like you said, but uh, Daryl Bulin, who uh, I've known for a lot of years, uh, we'll get into that. But uh, you drafted by Colorado. Uh, were you traded to us in Detroit? No, no, Jimmy Devilano. Jimmy D. Shower. Nice. <laughs> Down in St. Mike's, he was talking to Matty Ellis every day in the shower. Weird, but I, uh, I, you know, went in there and stretched and showed my stuff after the game. I mean, on, on the game, on the game, on the ice, right? I, I knew he was around. So yeah, Jimmy Devilano found me, and I mean, obviously, I, I my saying is always that uh, Colorado's a little too French for me so I I got out of there and then I end up playing for the Eagles for years but no it was a it was a good good draft year but uh signed with you guys in the summer yeah so we, we met the we were just talking about this is that you came to training camp after we won an 0-2 yes sir and, yeah. and the first time we met was at the wonderful <laughs> speaking of this here's a freaking free shot out Scotty boy uh, go to Dillinger's I still got he's his still number. up there right oh, I've talked to the boys in TC a bunch but I good. still you should because yeah. they love it make sure if you're up at Dillinger's you gotta stop and that's a landmark place oh, is it you, not a landmark place you remember place? Chris Caddy too Chris Caddy oh was, yeah uh, yeah so Chris Caddy and I for years and then uh, man the other guy's names but I, I went up there years ago when I was with Kalamazoo and we we you know, texting a few friends, you know, getting getting taken care of up there. So that you always get taken care of in Traverse City, man. I mean, I got a deal for my parents for years still at that uh, Bay City Resort. Great guy there, Scott, that owns that one too. So, you know what I mean? I treat you like family still to this day. And, you know, I had six years like you not not like you, but I had six <laughs> years. So it was But in uh, the organizer, you know, and and you know, you play. You got up a, a bit. I was when I went to Calgary, and I was hurt. And uh, you know, we we crossed paths. And um, obviously, now if anybody, you know, uh, you know, you played the majority of your career um, up and down. You can say it. I was in East or or, I or in your. I was an AHL All Star. You can say it. You were. Come you on. were. You were very twenty-seven good. Genos, three hundred ninety pimps. Still, yeah, but but still hold the, the record. About, Grand Rapids Griffins. All here's the thing about Bruder. If no you're gonna, and, and I'm gonna give it to you real, right? So you got Proby, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I right. Agree. And then you got D Mac, which is like Baby Bob, and then you got Booter, which is like you know a bit Baby a Mac. You can Mini say Mac. you can exactly. say Baby Mac. I'll take that all day. Baby. I love it. I love it. Because <laughs> hey, you want to tell everybody uh, first time we met? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's spill it. <laughs> I mean, spill it because it's apropos yeah. to this day. See, yeah. I knew it back then. Yeah, even more so. Yeah, I mean, well, so Boyd Devereaux and I were good friends. You know, I knew him playing. He played against my brother Junior a lot, and you know, I hung out at Dillinger's a few times, maybe in in uh, rookie camp that year. It was, <laughs> ended up there. I don't know for dinner or something. I don't know what happened, but I uh, got to know a few of the boys there pretty well. Chris Cowdy, Beauty, shout out, you know, and Scott himself. Yeah, so uh, you know, I may have spent a few nights at uh, rookie camp in that apartment upstairs. You know what happens? I mean, but uh, went upstairs. Uh, uh, when main camp started and you know saw a couple guys in the hallway i didn't expect to see that was for <laughs> sure but uh you know getting acquainted with a few guys i didn't think t i think didn't think i would in the organization but i went upstairs and old mac was sitting on the couch and boydy Devereaux was playing the guitar and i just got the text from boydy like hey come upstairs to chris's you know and i i went upstairs thinking i'm going up there to see boyd Devereaux, and i walk in there old mac sitting on the couch just getting getting us all ready so i was uh i was pretty excited to be a red wing that day i'll tell you that much. that was already when i almost got kicked off the course condo unit because i was staying at the the girls uh that worked there they had their own house house in the middle of the golf course actually. so so booter is it safe to say 
Like, and here's the thing, right? Because you ended up playing, you know, 16 years, right? You, you're up, down, whatever like that. So uh, anybody who doesn't know, you're safe to say that you've had some good times. <laughs> I was living but, on the edge, buddy. I living was, on the edge. But the like, edge. like, so uh, the, the thing I want to get across the grind time with Darren McCarty audience is like, but where you're at right now, you know, just coming out of the game. I remember that was ten years ago. So it's 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 cyclical because it's funny because you're the ten years behind me because I'm ninety two to oh nine and you're oh two to eighteen. So you're just starting into this next portion of your life, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. About nine, about seven jobs deep so far. <laughs> well, yeah. So what is it? Is it okay? And are you seven jobs deep because? You like doing different things or you haven't found something that you want to do or it just enables you to do a lot of different things. Because the one thing about you is you're like me. You're you're a people person. You like people. You like coordinating people. I know that any team that you were on and people that are here that are listening to you in Grand, Ra listening to us in Grand Rapids or knew you down there, when I know when I played, even go to the day, there's still bootland jerseys in the stands. You know, you left, you left your mark on and off the ice there. Oh, definitely off. And I mean, yes, on, on it a little bit for sure. So like, as far as you're at right now, name some of the things that you're doing because it's, it's, it's amazing. Cause it's not like you're just doing a couple menial things, which will bring and end with what you're doing here this week. Yes. For but sure. you, but you were telling me. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm, I've, uh, we, get, we ended up, I ended my career in Orlando there and, uh, I kind of knew it was the end and, uh, got one more year out of Orlando and, and Colorado had a bunch of different politics, things that came up and, uh, you know, you're getting a house and then you're not getting a house and, and blah, blah, blah. But, uh, you know, to go to Orlando for one more year, it was, it was a good decision for me to get, you know, get to live the dream for 20 more games. But, uh, you know, after that was done, it, you know, it was midway through the season. So, you know, they gave me the option to be a coach or go play somewhere else. And, you know, I helped out as the coach to try to get that experience. I mean, Drake Berhowski and John Snowden were the coaches at the time. And, I mean, obviously Drake had a great uh, hockey career. And, and uh, John is – I played against him in, in the minors for years. And it was a great opportunity. So what did you – did you – what did you learn about with that experience behind stepping on the bench to, to learn if that's for you or not? Well, it was almost one of those perfect situations where I was around and I was there. And then, you know, at home games, I did the radio. But then I got to go on the road and be that assistant coach, you know. And, and I mean. Did you ever use the earpiece? Uh, for the no, not on the bench yet. I was begging. Uh, I was begging. I was begging. Ah, uh, but you wanted to, yeah, right? I was begging. I, was uh, begging. I love it. I, I love. It. I knew you would. I because I, I would. I was gonna bring those Scotty Bowman shoes if they got me on the bench. You can't oh, make it. dude, you should have been chomping <laughs> ice and yeah, everything. Yeah, you knew it. What's you the significance? What's the significance behind uh, the earpiece? Just the look? Ah, just the, yeah. You're, look just, look you're at the, the fact you can talk to somebody yeah. upstairs. I mean, I would have okay. took an iPad the way they are now. Just, <laughs> it wouldn't even have worked in the East Coast, but I would just look good. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, you know, it was, a, it was a great experience, obviously, but, um, you know, the wife had a great job at the time. And, and I, I mean, minor pro. So it's with one of the great sponsorships. It's one of the great sponsorships, right, that we you meet through the team. And, and the wife had a great job, so we, we tried to stay there. You know, she's got 80 family members in Texas. So, you know, it was it was kind of one of those things where it was, when is it going to 
be back to Texas and, you know. So it was inevitable to go yeah. back to Texas? So yeah, eventually. But, you know, I was the uh, weekend security guard at the downtown bar in Orlando. You were. So, so you, you I started. Didn't want, I didn't want to leave, boys. <laughs> I didn't want to leave. So you, had, you, you yeah. dug her in. That, that's yeah. the one thing. I didn't I, know I could choke guys out, bro. I'm fuck, I'm sick choking guys out. Like nice. My first knife on me, I choked that guy out in like seven seconds. I didn't even know what happened. I blacked out, bro. Like, I, I mean, it was a knife pulled on you. It was a homeless dude on the street. It's but, just hey, you, how you doing? You good either good, act good or idea. react. <laughs> Sorry, act or yeah, react. It's habit. It happens. But <laughs> no, yeah, I, absolutely. No, yeah, it was a great time to be honest with you. I, I loved every minute of it. But when the helicopters are flying over your house once a week, you you, you kind of get enough of it with two daughters and a, and a son at thirteen, right? So yeah, we had to get back to the family and the eighty members and the free daycare and the, <laughs> you know. Well, hey, so, but it, it, it life. Yeah. Life resumes, right? Yeah. And, is is and that you know what me, you... Whatever's going to happen is... I play the cards I'm dealt, bro. I was a minor pro guy. I started at the top, and now I'm here. You know? Like, <laughs> I, I get it. So, you know, I play the cards, and, you know, we, we didn't know what we were going to do when we got back. You know, we had a couple options with jobs and families and stuff, and then... Just randomly find caddy masters, and now I'm working at Tiger Woods's golf course. You know? Talk about that. Which yeah. cor- which course is that? It's uh, it's Blue Jack National. It's in you Mont- said it's just epic, right? It's number one in Texas, and it's eight in, in the United States right now. But it's only six years old, so they don't usually let golf digest New, come right. in to to check how good the course is for like the first 10 years what were and, you saying there's one rule out there yeah yeah jr smith's my, my caddy for jr smith yeah. who is uh for cleveland cavaliers yeah. back and, in the well, day I with mean, lebron james obama tells you to keep your shirt on yeah taking his know, shirt off like with i don't wear a shirt he was at a celebrity baseball game he didn't have a freaking shirt on right and the only rule is keep your shirt on like it's it's legit <laughs> like for anybody that's got the money man it's the course to be a member at like george bush is number number two member you know i haven't met number one yet but like i mean it's like, how many members at this course they only have 150 right now wow and it's like i'm trying to get the assistant manager job you know so let's yeah get some members in there maybe get the marketing job too boy yeah <laughs> there you go i like it so what what else so uh well i sell diamonds i mean i've done that for seven years out of dallas <laughs> diamonds at cost what uh, i met a how do people from, get a hold if they're looking for diamonds hey i'm bootland27 at yahoo.com bootland27 at yahoo.com yeah, i got a guy he's from calgary born in calgary yeah beauty he's uh, jp volk incorporated um diamonds incorporated jp volk diamonds incorporated but i met him playing shinny hockey you know the ludwig family they're a big family down in dallas obviously the two brothers they're twins so i played with them and alan from the central hockey league so we won a couple championships they won like five in a row and they switched from the circus hockey league, central hockey league over <laughs> the circus the, hockey over league the east coast i mean bro you don't even know you ain't seen shit like that like our bus had fucking it looked mean bro yeah <laughs> you, just, you, yeah. Got, you were it out was, of slap shot. i was i was crash davis bro i know? love it yeah you were crash yeah, davis for sure 100 percent. yeah so but no alan i mean i met him playing shinny hockey and i was his muscle when i worked there after practice i'd go grab my cordoba and i'd go deliver diamonds for him you know and he had met him playing, you know, sold myself to him at Shinny Hockey, bro. You yeah. can't be collecting 200000 I mean, I carried a $200,000 Beamer logo that was on a magnet, and the guy lost it. 
So I had to deliver it to his house. And I got followed a couple times, blacked out fucking Tahoes or Beamers. They learn your routes and they follow you and shit. And I'd have to drive straight back to his office and he'd be waiting outside of the shotgun. And But yeah, I mean, that only happened once, but it was awesome. I thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> so, 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 hey, so th- th- let's just say the adrenaline. So, so anybody that, like, like you're obviously, like I said, this style plays like mine. So, you know, the game was, I always say, baby that, Mac, you baby. poor, you Keep poor bastard, <laughs> you were 10 years too late. Uh, I mean, there's only hey, what two, did you say? two legends that have told me this now, okay? And it was an honor to get it signed on a stick from Mike Keene. Mike Keene, even biggest. though he he's one of the respectable avalanche uh, yes, for guys. Sure. Exactly. But Good dude. Yes. And you, he played... You played with him in Manitoba. I fought him with Grand Rapids. It's on YouTube. Yeah. I mean, that was one of my favorite fights in my life. I mean, I was, I got the Wiley veteran, Mike Keene, the legend, Mike Keene. I'm fucking, we're ready. Lefty, eh? I'm right up to him, and I start off like a righty. And I don't know what the hell I was thinking, right? But I'm taped on my hand. I remember my fingers broken, ripping off the tape, and we're ready to go. And I'm like, you old fuck. You're not going to touch me, you old fuck. Just giving it to him. But, I mean, we became great friends. We, we you know, obviously played together in Manitoba. And, uh, yeah, he told me the same thing. You know, I was... 10, te- 10 years too late. I was too old school for the league. And Kenny Allen might have mentioned that when he said, don't be the next Darren McCarty. There you go, right here, brother. Up, up, up for the grind time. Yeah, right, exactly. Up for oh, the grind time. Darren McCarty fans chirping. here. A little shake yeah, look at that. Oh. I got a full head of hair. Look at that. It's Where'd beautiful. you get that, kid? I don't know where it went. Look, at you're chirping him. You're chirping him. Oh, nice oh, job. Yeah. You're chirping him out. You, uh... He gets a few in. I'm not going to lie to you, but... Well, he's supposed oh, to. I no, told you he's a lefty. Lefty on lefty. We're going punch for punch. But, yeah, I mean, you get into it. The worst part is the Manitoba announcer is announcing, and he just makes me look bad. Of course <laughs> he does, because they want, can't hear. Yeah, well, they're out there on the boat there. They don't hear the same there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, Bootland's off balance. I look off balance, don't I? Oh, yeah. he gave you credit. I, yeah, I get the arm out here, right? I get it out of the jersey, and then I just fist his face about five, six times. <laughs> yeah, that's the old face punch competition. How's a good bout? Back in the day when they used to fight, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, so that was so you did. You were mad picking on the old guy out there. Well, that was his later years, right? So he, no, I mean he, he was like forty-two fight. there. Yeah, he didn't fight for fucking Ever. you know six, maybe four years against me, right? So then I finally got him to go, right? So that was it. That was like, I mean, that was my moment in Manitoba. That it got took me you contract. five years. It got me a contract to get him to fight. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe like how many chirps? I, mean, I won't exaggerate. Like chirp, I don't right? exaggerate. Oh yeah, you hear me? You know what I mean? It was I would go deep. I wouldn't go as deep as Aves. Like, okay, I'm not there, going, there, there. You brought yeah, it up, yeah, right? Because fine. here, here we go. Here's the thing, right? There it is, guys. Yeah, I don't know if he brought it yeah. out. Ding, ding. <laughs> Aves, <laughs> Sean Avery, ladies and gentlemen, number forty-two. <laughs> That's it, the, 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 right. So well, I want you to talk talk about Aves because I dude did you see his bike video the oh yeah dude oh yeah but I that's Sean I keep up oh yeah Sean being Sean do you still talk to him no no we don't talk we were friends like we I mean he he would never fight me straight up in junior he jumped me four or five times in junior and then we didn't really cross pass in pro but my favorite story is 
when I finally get the call up from, well, so obviously I had such a good time in Grand Rapids or in Traverse City that once I finally get down to Grand Rapids and I'm not Bobby Big Wheel in Traverse City anymore, I get sent down to Toledo my first year, right? Right. You know, get the old brand new Denali and I wheel up to the portable in the back of the sport, Toledo Sports <laughs> Arena. I don't, no joke, cried my eyes out. You know, I'm going in back into grade six here to play pro hockey, you know, I'm a brand new Denali, but best teammate ever. I mean, my f- teammates didn't have cell phones. I bought them all two-way radios so we could talk in the fucking at the, at the apartments we lived in. Right? So talk, talk about that because yeah. how, how much fun it was. I oh, yeah. to listen because my most fun that I had. I mean, obviously, as when you turn pro, it's different. But in the minors, like my the year in the minors, and then when I went back to the minors in '09. But in '92, it was the toughest team. But also, we did everything together, and and even so, back. Like you said, you're broke. You make nothing. It's like you know. Oh, I w- I show up and I don't know what I'm getting into in the East Coast Hockey League. I watch like who was your teammates then? Well, like, so I watched my brother play with right. the Hershey Bears. So I, you know, I'm thinking pro life. I go to Grand Rapids. It's the first year in the AHL. I'm like, I signed for two hundred grand. I'm not going down to the East Coast. These motherfuckers. You know, I, I think I'm the shit. You know, I'm a good looking dude. <laughs> so I get you know, obviously, you know, first party out with Grand Rapids, and you know. The boys want to get the rookie to give the girls a lap dance, and fucking, I'm the rookie. <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you know? you're more than yeah. eager. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, Usually, I Usually, hey, you guys yeah. had to change things for you, like, yeah. Booter. Be- yeah. I, I mean, slow too, down, because Booter. it's like, slow down, oh, I'll do it. <laughs> what, what, yeah. what, do you, what do I got to yeah. do now? Wait, wait, like, we got to oh, change Oh, no, get it. the other rookies oh, to try it. Hey, <laughs> the other rookies so. that's, when they, that's when they started doing, well, you're just going to go home and have a nap. What? Because of guys like us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I gave her a good dance, and I didn't know I was supposed to gear down, but <laughs> I, uh, You're Canadian. Yeah. How would you not know? That's because uh, explain the difference yeah. in Canada and Shelburne, the state. Ontario, they down baby. Shelburne, Ontario, rock out with your cock out. That's the way we rolled. There you go. But, uh, no, I mean, so got sent down to Toledo, obviously, and it was, it was devastating. But uh, to this day, I can remember more teammates on that team than I can remember out of the three championships. You know what I mean? I, you know, that was, I mean, obviously Maddie Ellis right. was uh, was on my team then, and we came up to Grand Rapids together. We spent our first 10 years of hockey together, Yeah, six, four in um, St. Mike's, one in Toledo, and the rest in in uh, Detroit or Grand Rapids together. Right. So obviously we, he never got called up until I was gone. So, right. But he, he, him and I, 10 years together, right? Wow. You know what I mean? So, I mean. Trevor Reed, Grady Moore, like these guys played Bowling Green University and Trevor Reed, I I think he played, you know, this, we're talking about like an adopted child out of Calgary, right? That played friggin' university or something. I don't even know what the hell it was. But I went to the Calgary Stampede, and you know what I mean. Yeah, I, you I, made friends and been able yeah, to do but I, that. That's yeah, the I could have hung out with Anson Carter that trip. I could have went with a couple. Di- Bar- Ryan Barnes was on that trip. Barnyard, you know what I mean. Yeah. And all what's these- he coaching, Perry? He's an agent, man. Well, yeah, and he's, but, but he's, he's coaching. coaching the, oh, he, he okay. was coaching. Uh, he's coaching Compuers Midget Minor. Okay, okay. Midget so Miners. obviously Barnes- Barnyard still plays in the alumni. Well, we got yeah. traded against each other, right? In in junior. For he went to Barry traded for each other. Yeah, a nine player deal, but he went over to to Barry. Wow, you got traded for eight guys. Uh, <laughs> it was seven two. No, yeah. <laughs> well, we had four. I'm just saying, we had four. They had five. Ah, so yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. You carried uh, the weight. That was yeah. all you, Booter. No, that's a whole new story. We don't go down that ball game. That was the whole. But you know, Barnsley real yeah. well. So Barnsley and I, I mean, we played against each other, and then obviously he. Well, Barnsley was my on the bench, like Booter, <laughs> Booter, <laughs> Booter. But that you know, he what was I mean? your 
drapes. But that was, but that's why I got called up before him because he wouldn't do it. You right? You know what I mean? So right. in, the, in the long run, it, it gets to him, and he does get called up. But you know what I mean? That fucking that little bit of too much was what, what got us there. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Well, to say, exp explain that. I mean, I scored, that's a thing. I got I got hundred points in junior. Here's right? here, here's the thing is that I want people to understand is that it's when I preach that self awareness or looking in the mirror and just if you don't want to deal with that person just which is yourself just say hey not now you give them the respect it's because you don't understand and i took me me personally so long to understand my motor like booter's motor if you want me to be this way you got to accept me this way and the, and the difference is and this is the fine line of life and realizing it the difference between booter and i you know very similar is that i had scotty to, to guide my way to see what it was that accepted me. And you understood that because you came, when you were coming up, when it was Scotty to Dave Lewis, it's that same regime and you got sort of screwed in the changeover because there's a, when I say there's a way to coach old style hockey players. And then when I bring that up, it's because what you're doing now with pro, pro ambitions, pro ambitions hockey. And I bring in, are you the, um, Founder, coordinator, uh, what, what's your official title? Well, I'm actually, I, I direct the hockey camps here in the Midwest, but our, our founder is actually Jeff Soroak out of uh, the Boston Bruins, Toronto Maple Leafs, Penguins a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. And this is Tom, Tom Orr, Bob, Bob Orr's uh, great nephew. No. <laughs> he said, what's your line about, give me your line when I said, Tom, what's your last name? Yeah, well, I, I said close enough to you know make a junior hockey team some stuff like that but not close enough to make the nhl so. no even if your last name's or i guess i guess it didn't matter if you're daryl or you know what i mean it doesn't matter but into that aspect because you're here with uh, pro ambitions hockey and teaching the hockey school i ran into you guys yesterday's why i worked out uh actually this is a great time to plug this because how about this so rainbow connection which, yep. not, which in Michigan, Rainbow Connection Edition, which to anybody who doesn't know, uh, for uh, ill children and stuff that are in the hospitals, they grant wishes and trips and stuff like that. So Mickey Redmond and I were at Troy Ice Arena where you guys are holding your uh, Pro Ambitions hockey camp this week, uh, shooting one. So any, all Imagine theaters in the month of August through Michigan, in the you know they show commercials before movies now. Uh, that's fucked up to me, but uh, um, anyways, it's not for this cut. Not in this. This, this is the. Old, well, I know why they started it. It's for things like this. So if you can see the movie, you'll see us. We were with uh, Price and Ellie and uh, Sweet Kids, and we're able to see you guys. So you guys are on the ice teaching teaching the kids and a different perspective. But it's it's just more than that. Can you can you uh, explain? Because you're not just a <laughs> you're not just a coach. You're a psychologist. Uh, that's, uh, but how the different ways? My whole my whole point is that it's not just about <clears throat> the skill on the ice. There's a whole bunch of understanding in what your the hockey school and I, and I'm still trying to figure out why you brought Booter in. But this, the hockey school. <laughs> see, there's always example like Booter, like you and I. It's like what not to be. <laughs> and and and, and what? Hey, you. look at and what what you can turn out to be. See, yeah, you can well, always, It's like a here? blossoming flower. Camp today, so yeah, he he knows he's got. All right, it. yeah. Go so ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, so I say so. It's a lot of fun, you know. You you mentioned some of the things that we do. 
but it's definitely about like sharing the hockey culture. You know, it's really important to teach the kids. Like we spent times blocking shots. Uh, Booter's joke there. You know, he jumped in. Our, one of our goalies was was injured, and uh, he jumped in there real quick with just a mask on. You know, all of his body's exposed, including a lot what, of what age things. kids. All of them. He had 15-year-olds and 13-year-olds with cannons shooting at him. It was ridiculous. Any glove saves? Yo, many beauties. Were you taunting him, glove? He was taunting. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to get hit. No, no, no. But it's a different... Hey. And 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 he's a chirper too. Oh, so absolutely. He, it's like me. Next. It's like sort of like Next. me on the golf course. <laughs> Next. Showcasing Next. every save. <laughs> but it, yeah, he made ten-year-olds cry in a good way. It was great. <laughs> it was. It was. It's. But it's. It's awesome. We bring a you know a lot of uh, energy. You know, he brings a lot of juice, and you know, we just the kids love having him out there, and I'm. You know, really into like again growing character and culture, and you know, seeing what you were doing there was it was real awesome. So we had all the kids, um, you know, just running them through different drills, but then also you know just teaching them how to be good people. You know, we tell them that right away. Both Coach Boots and I are on it, and I'm kind of more of a professor. I wrote a book on sport violence, ironically of all things. We talk about some things. <laughs> Wrong like, show yeah, no, 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 no. We're gonna Perfect get into show. some Perfect hockey show. fights here. Perfect so <laughs> I'd love to hear. Let's talk more about the hockey school. But don't worry, Doc. We'll get, we'll get into it. Yeah. So so no, I have a lot of that stuff. I'm into like you know youth development hockey coaching all that and again that, that culture of, of hockey and I uh, was fortunate enough to be able to study at a you know doctoral level and 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 just dig into it so uh, anyway back to the camp so what we do with that then is we really try to apply a lot of that you know the, the grinding stuff it's it's you know just awesome because we're doing battle camp I mean the kids are out there we have we have support of our national uh, armed forces like we do a lot of things we even wear camouflage jerseys sometimes but it's it's a oh, really aggressive awesome. style one of the only camps that I've ever seen that's throwing body checks and we're teaching them to body check and well, protect themselves even well, the, the ladies no, even the ladies I, have I to protect themselves I think that's the whole key right oh, and and yeah. and I have a big you know I like the biggest joke in this state is the fact that they don't check till Bantam or 14 or whatever we're the biggest yeah. puberty rate where you have a guy who's 6 Five and he's fourteen, and the guy who's four three, and and you know because the whole thing, Booter, is it's not necessarily how to correctly make the it's how to take one correctly, how to not put yourself in that position because right. what you're dealing with too is not only kids learning properly how to throw a check, where where to hit and stuff like that, but it's also understanding how to take it but it's 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 seeing the game where your responsibility is cuz that's the way the game for us we started at a young age. Did you start yeah. young, or it were wasn't, you? It wasn't how to hit when I was a kid. It was how to protect yourself. Right, exactly. Because you weren't for whatever, and the respect to me, <laughs> to me, it's it's what's happened is is the lack of respect. You get the hitting from behind, and also too. I got a question for you on the on the psychological, or or if you could explain to me <clears throat> the thinking, or if if I'm off topic. But it's the same in hockey and in football. It used to be when I grew up. If you go down, if you go through the middle with your head down, right, and you get lit up, right, it's your own fault, or you trusted the wrong D guy and you can be mad at him oh and go beat the shit out of your own guy, right? Now that guy gets lit up in in anywhere, and it's the guy who hits some fault. Doesn't matter how clean. I've seen more clean hits get penalized or whatever because the guy doesn't be puts him in a, himself in a bad spot or just. You know, not to get slid up, but I mean, like some of the stuff these days, how do you combat that and how do you teach? I know you teach the respect part, right? Because Booter and I, here's the one thing, the way it used to be is I could have you and I could hit, like, like not like whatever like that, 
but if I'm going to take a run at you and at the last minute you've put yourself, I'm going to pull up and hold you and you go, man, you fucking just, uh, you owe me one. Especially if it's a guy you're battling with that you know you play 28 times and whatever that he, and you respect him, right? You And you respect, so I'm not going to hit you. And he knows, he goes, yeah, thanks. Doesn't mean that he's not going to lay you up. Alex Henry was like that. You know what I mean? I let him off on one and he, and he let me off on another one down the road and we ended up fighting twice. You know, but it's like the people don't understand. Like, right. I got a couple on that. Like, I do, so, please. So, like, women's hockey in the NCAA level has highest propensity or one of the highest propensity of injuries because they think the rules protect them, but they don't, right? So, you got to teach that. And when, I, when you talk about it, like with football, if I'm a young kid and I go over the middle and I've never been hit, I'm like, oh, look, I'm going to catch the ball. There it is. Isn't it pretty? And then somebody lights me up from behind, right? If since I'm young, I learn that, hey, somebody's going to light me up from behind or, you know, whatever. I'm going to be catching it with active eyes. Hey, there's a safety coming at me. I better protect myself as I catch it. Boom. And now I'm not putting myself Head on in a, a swivel. position to be concussed. Head on a swivel, all that stuff. Approach the angle. Do some shoulder checks. You know, all those good things is, you know, absolutely protecting yourself for the ladies game. I mean, it's, it's awesome. You know, you watch uh, Kendall Coyne and the uh, – oh. I mean, it's awesome having the women play. <laughs> no, it, it, it's – He probably brings up the ladies stuff. Oh, God. His, his talk about, his talk about Jocelyn and, wife, and my prayers today. I was very religious. I was praying every time. His ex-girlfriend went to North Dakota and would beat the crap out of all of us. So he had to bring up women's hockey. No, no, but, 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 but the women's today. hockey yeah. game. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to That's one of the best teams. Sorry. Yeah, no, thank you. That is – Shout out to your wife. We've got to know each other really well. Hockey guys is – that's why it's the greatest sport in the world, the yeah. hockey culture. Yes, like right away, like what do we connect with like 15 guys like yeah. the first seven minutes we yeah. do each other? And why is that? Yeah. Well, uh, you got to ask No, but no, 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 but I'm just saying him. like so so Canadians, <laughs> what you, and Tom, you're from uh, North Dakota, right? Right, yeah. He, wait, he, wait, huge what, hockey culture. What, what's up with the name change? Yeah, no, so we got on that real quick before the show. We were having just great talks, by the way. Even first coming up to you and, you know, what you were doing for the charity and all that. Yeah. You know, it's just been great getting to know you. Um, but, yeah, we, we were talking earlier about the Fighting Sioux logo, and um, I actually wrote about it in my textbook a little bit, and we talked about deviance and violence and culture. And for me, it's always been a respect thing. You know, we have awesome Native Americans. We support it huge. Uh, and I kind of put it this way, too. Like, you know, Custer didn't do real well. You know, in North Dakota, it's like, yeah, the Native Americans. And we learned a lot about their their pride in their culture that's why people like zach parisi tweet out you know save the sioux all those great things they're actually called the fighting hawks and it looks like a u.s post office logo and they can't sell the jerseys you go to uh, any college hockey game right now division one any not even just und games and you'll see sioux logos everywhere and you may rarely at a hockey game of you know multiple fourteen thousand people at a college hockey game at und at, up in grand forks and you'll see sioux logos everywhere and very very few of these ridiculous post office things but oh. the people that know it it's it's pride, pride. Oh, that is they're, awful they're, they're passing it's it right there that is yeah. awful they're, oh, yeah. they're passing it out. post office how much you want for that booter yeah, we'll, we'll overnight the, it they're sending the <laughs> alumni in the minors all this all this new hawk stuff right and then trying to get these guys to wear it so oh. so they'll see hockey players wearing this logo it's, it's I, I gotta tell you guys um i love the fact as being a, a hockey official that you're teaching the kids to protect themselves Right. Because it's it, they are telling officials, you got to call the guy that's playing, put it in the hit on. And I'm like, if the guy's coming to put a good clean check on, and he puts a good good clean check, but the kid turns his back at the last second, how do I penalize the that's guy tough, that played right. that made the correct play? <clears throat> and that's what they're doing. They're changing the game so much that the guys that are making the right plays, they're getting penalized, and it's just not right. And then, and I've also because of all the changes, I've seen more serious injuries to kids 
over the years with the lack, by not letting them check earlier to learn. And the biggest thing is learning how to protect themselves. And the fact that you're doing that in your, your camps is awesome. Those kids are going to be farther ahead of the game well, than a lot of other it's, kids. It's crazy to me. You know, obviously I was a little later than you in, in my career. And, and I mean, the things that I had to do to change my career to yeah. keep, to keep playing blow my mind. You know, I was telling him earlier, my stick was up to my eyebrows when I started playing hockey in pro because I could stick you for 15 seconds at the face-off and then when you finally got away, you know, if you got the puck, I could hook you and bring you in close and tight. And, and you know, I'm, I'm sorry, but I believe it was Brendan Shanahan on the NHLPA wanted to play longer. So, you know, he changed the rule. You, you know, you lift your stick and put it on a shin pad, you're, you're in the box. Right, so no one hooked him anymore. And he, no water skiing. Yeah, he got more. Yeah, I, I mean, could water ski like a motherfucker. Latch on. That's oh, water skiing is when skiing. you hook onto the guy, you, you back check his hip. <laughs> the worst part is it's like lassoing. All yeah. you had to do is get your stick there, and then you could you. just. I woo! got you. I could get it in the back of your. Jersey. I still. Hey, Perry Ruffs our alumni game. So if oh, you ever, shit. you're alumni. If you ever want to play, you let us know. Yeah, when you're in town. He refs it, and hey, trust me. I usually take the opening face off and I'm out there and I let the other team know, 90s rules, boys. We only <laughs> play 90s so rules in the well, alumni booter as my, long as I'm there. My worst, my, the worst, I got my long stick idea watching Avery play in, in Kingston. Yeah. So I saw him wheeling around doing this and I'm like, fuck, th- what am I thinking? Fuck that, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I l- tried it in practice, loved it, sniped, you know, 100 points in junior, no big deal. But... I would use it to hook you, and that's how it was. And it was, I mean, so then even now with these kids, when, I mean, go to, these kids go to hit me, I mean, I changed my game. I mean, I'm like, okay, perfect. I look like I don't know what I'm doing, and I turn my head this way, and then it looks like you crush me from behind, and you get a five-minute major, and then I go win the game. Right, you know, it was, right. it was, it was. I mean, you're playing. I was playing the, the zebras as much as I was playing the the girls in the. And that's oh. a, that's well, a you have hockey to. Player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you just play the game. I mean, I yelled out at refs all the time. But rule twenty six B, motherfucker, <laughs> you're wrong. I got it. Not know any fucking rules. Never seen a rule book in my life. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Good. That that goes with I, the old. Hey, if 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 I be, if I tell you enough that I believe it. Then you gotta believe. If you believe it enough, it doesn't yeah. matter what anybody yeah, else shout, believes. Shout that's out. that's my. I don't even know half the rule book. No, but no. my games go smooth because hey. you know you just shout out surf bro. Yeah. I showed up to a a hurricane down in, in Baton Rouge, and I was a pretty much a running the company in like three days. <laughs> that worked, that's that, hey, uh, I had a supervisor outfit on. They all had supervisor outfits on. They, I had a Yeti cup. I mean, mine was an Arctic. All the guys, yeah. but you know, I wheeled up with my Arctic and just started bossing around fucking people. I get back to Fort Collins to work for Surf Pro, and two of the guys I was bossing around were owners of Surf Pro in Fort Collins. So I'm bossing around my owners. I, oh no, Daniel's got it. No, he told me three o'clock. We'll figure it out. You want me to check with Daniel now again? Like Daniel was the only guy's name I knew. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, you got to find something exciting to do. Booters, when you're done. this is a Daryl Bootlin. Uh, whatever life deals you, you play the hand. Well, after the you old, got, 
That's this beauty. nasty episode on on the podcast. I've been I've been told a lot. I I need to get my own podcast. So you do. I told, yeah. I don't know if you guys know yet. I'm really moving into the pool and <laughs> have five kids in the sauna. You got I, it. No, I only dude. Got three hey, kids. you know what? It's we'll ask. You know, T. Roy won't have a problem with that. You know what? You can. I, hey, ask the maid, Mike. I'm not as big as uh, as McCarty. Mickey shook my hand. He thought I was thought I was a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rodman. Yeah. Well, I bumped into him at the uh, customs office this one time and uh, you know shook sandy's like sorry you know I, I see all you guys all the time i know you're a red wing but what's your name you know and oh it's daryl bootland and he, and he oh yeah, yeah he acted like he remembered but you know we were walking through the lobby and i bumped into him hey mick how you doing you know and he just kind of yeah gave me the old the, he iced me a bit <laughs> <laughs> that's all right um uh once still once, good hey. guy still love him still love him great guy Oh, I, I absolutely help me out throughout my days. Yeah. Besides him and uh, what's the old masseuse sewing sewing machine there? What's it? oh uh, Chica? Chica. Oh, me and Chica bonded a lot. But oh, Mickey yeah. and I did a. Lot. I mean, I hey, Chica was the only guy in the Bread Wings one that had beer when we lost. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> who, who, dude. Hey, who do you think I sat hey, wait, it's, exactly. was that your seat? Maybe yeah, you it broke your my back. Seat. You broke your. Was that your seat? Yeah, yeah. crossroad, dude. Now I know he why didn't I have. The, he didn't have one, two, or three. Bad He'd be like, models. "Hey, Booter, here." Yeah. He'd be oh. happy you drink with I don't Chica, know and then he'd be just. He pulled him out of midair. I don't know how deep that freaking seat was. Dude, he had him. I don't understand it. They just kept coming. No word of a lie. They would. It would be uh he just keep reaching behind him, pulling. Like you wouldn't know where he pulled him out. There, there was a little Russian stewardess back there or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I fucking love this guy. Yeah, I mean, we're best hey, buddies. How, hey, we're talking about uh, uh, Sergey Chekmarov, who's our masseuse. Dude, how how big and strong were his hands? We used to watch him stitch skates by hand. Yeah, like like yeah, by hand. Like he was old school Russian. I, I still have the shoulder pads with the. I do they're, too, they're flack, and the gloves. I got like three flack. pairs of gloves that I look at. That you I have Flack Bauer shoulder pads. Wore them for sixteen years, and every single trainer I ever had asked me who did this, who stitched this, who did this. And I mean, I had it's old school. I it's had like Derek, it's like had, Cold War, old school back. You yeah. know when they had nothing and they, you know, they had one piece of thread to do the whole family's. Oh, yeah. And he could find make a you a barn out of suede. Like oh, this the guy is funny. Was... Can I cut in real quick? Yeah. <laughs> so during this, the lockout year, he was uh, looking for money, and we were playing Oakland University. I was a coach uh, at Indiana, and I talked to him, and, the, and some of the guys had some vodka and stuff with them. And I <laughs> still keep the skate Weird. blade to this day. And whenever I – because I, I didn't know how to – you know, I kind of explained what I wanted for all the stuff. And I said, make it like Fedorov. I want to, like, fly on the ice. And he made it, and he rounded it just perfect. And that's how I tell people that's what I want my skate. And I'll actually give them that one and say, please match it. <laughs> there you go. The guy was absolutely magic. He was magic. Wow. Hey, speak. So, we, so, we paid him handsomely for his work. You know, every guy. <laughs> no, when, you, when you play He's hockey you, at Indiana money. University, you <laughs> can't even get your skate sharpened in that state. Like, yeah. you got to drive to Michigan to have your skate sharpened. So, so, so talk about. Yeah, he was but, a miracle. But the yeah. fact that, listen. So, Tom, you, did you grow up playing hockey? Yeah. You grew up absolutely. around the game. You know, like so, you're talking about like this is this blow this blows me away with so much joy because guys, like I always say, is just just the awareness of I just did the old hey I see you because look at the way the rooms come full circle. There's and that's the thing I call it, I don't call it life the full circle I call it the infinity circle because you just closed off the Chica chapter of one episode and then you know, started a, new, started a new one, but the fact that that's how great you experienced exactly 
the yeah, person, right. yeah. the individual we're talking about, which, you know, you make a bet. It's one of those, well, Tom, you won't know this guy, but, you know, and you're like, uh, matter of fact, I keep to this day <laughs> the one, how many years ago did you do that? Oh man, it would have been like two thousand one ish, I suppose. Short term, he's saying dynamite drop yeah. in, right? <laughs> yeah, was, Dude, that's sick. Four oh four. When was I? But anyway, yeah, oh four. Right but but four. So what I'm yeah, saying is, fifteen yeah. years ago, and yeah. you still keep it. How many times you, you still to this day? Right? right. Every time I get a new pair of skates, which is every every couple. And no, years. and nobody can replicate even to the to the to the way it felt. I bet the one time. <laughs> oh, like I joked to to Bootsy today. You know, we build up our confidence dangling eight to twelve year old goalies <laughs> in the summer, and it feels really good in those skates. I stop them now, baby. But you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, now you stop them. Hey, you Hope know your what? Shin heels too, by the way. You know what? Uh, on on grind time, with Darren McCarty. We say everything about that, except we don't put in the eight or twelve year old. That they don't need to oh, know. Yeah, the rest yeah, of yeah. you say, hey, you "Well, there's what? some real good 15, <laughs> Dang, No, no, too. dangling. Uh, no, no, it doesn't matter. Just out there on the ice when yeah. I'm just dangling all those yeah. elite players. prospects, like, all these prospects. Can you exactly. The professor just learned something from the grind time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, I just made Let's my learn day right there, pal. I love it. So, boot. So, on a more like on the series, so you know we're talking about body check and we're talking about you know teaching the kids and do different things like that because you know the injuries and the concussions and the hitting from behind and you know i don't know back in our day it was you know even my so it's like brub a band-aid on it get back out you had your bow on you know you you've fought a million times um do you notice like as far as not only your body, but your mind or, or whatever from over the years? I've been, I've been pretty fortunate. I mean, I, I've, I don't know if it was because I was a lefty, but, I, I, you know, I'd just dodge and duck and, and throw, and I don't know if, you know, the, the seven concussions I had before playing hockey from motorbiking and, you know, lacrosse and horse riding and, and hanging out with Downey or whatever, right. you know, Shelburne, Ontario. But, uh, you know, I've been pretty fortunate so far. I do have... That, that thought and that worry, of course, that it's, it's you know, 10 years, 10 years down the line, you know, you hear about, you know, all these horror stories and I've lost, you know, three to, to five best friends kind of because of, because of fighting and because of giving up kind well, of Well, because so. of that. And, and that's the thing. And, you know, the one thing that here's the, here it is, guys, here's the freaking yep, DMAC's going to drop it to the seriousness of the program, but it's reality and it's life. And, you know, uh... Like I said, uh, brought it up last week. We, uh, Greg Johnson, who was a Detroit Red and former, un, you know, former one Sioux. The, another one that, yeah, that, 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 yeah, exact. So we all have that connection oh, to he him. Was at my you first, know, and, he was and, at my first training camp as a Red Wing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so the fact that we're losing, we lo we're losing guys and there's too much to it. I know for me, my journey, well documented, you know, I've been sober since November 11th, you know, but my job's strictly to fucking overfeed my endocannabinoid system with the cannabis plant right and in doing that the the cbd the thc i didn't know if you knew this but with the uh the one thing is glenn healy who's the pa is in the middle of the uh two-year study with canopy canada to come out in june we've well, been working with the phpa See, and we brought them into our meetings as well i mean it was it's a huge thing that, that, I mean, that should be known by everybody. Well, it's, it's the truth, and it's the way it is. I mean, I practice it, and I do it, and uh, this this is the time of the program where uh, I tell everybody at home, because, you know, I use all different things, and what I try to do is, is facilitate 
to, to people out there who want to get knowledge. You know, I'm not here to argue. I'm here to say, well, what do you mean by that? And what do I mean by that right now? Here, check it out. Herbal Active. U-R-B-A-L-A-C-T-I-V.com. Use that. That's anything. And that's the, guys, that's the THC-free hemp CBD, right? So you're always wondering, and as I always say, you know, the 0.3% THC, well, that's like the doorman. Your name's on the list. You can get into the club. With the THC-free, like Herbal Active has, it ships all across the country with uh, no THC in it. So you got to wait in line, but it will work. And there's always something in there from the bombs to the tinctures to the capsules. Check out HerbalActive.com today. Use code DMAC25 for 25% off. Open up the question lines, guys. It's it's there for you. So uh, HerbalActive.com, uh, part of the Grind Time family. Um, hey, so- hey. Oh, sorry, Mac. I didn't know if you wanted to move on to... Uh, we're going to have, have a... Uh, yeah, we will in a minute. We'll wait till up. Booter gets back. But yeah. did you... Uh, are, you go- are you a golf fan? Did uh, you watch the British Open, I Tom? Didn't, I have been so busy with these with making these kids happy. I'm babysitting kids and, and teaching them elite skills, so I missed it. I love it. I love it. I, I, I can't even make, get to play golf. Make, hey, you're going to make me feel bad because I watched every me. hour of coverage uh, since one third. No, I'm just kidding. But I uh, got to sleep in one of these days too, didn't you? <laughs> no, it, but early. I wanted to bring this up yeah. because if you want to know like it, how I sort of t- test the temperature of the of the world is is sort of through sports a lot of times. Like like the fact that St. Louis won out of 40 years and faced faced the deficit or had the Everything thrown against them. Like, they had every kitchen seat, you know, from the glove pass in the San Jose series to, you know, being down to, you know, being blown out to using the rookie goal. They did it. They they earned it. They My brother's goalie. No big deal. What's that? My brother trained him in the coast. Proud of the show. No big brother deal. Nick? Yeah. Down, yeah. Down, the, down the good bootland? Yeah, the, the normal one. The normal bootland? <laughs> yeah. No, but how how good is that? So speak about it. So you knew yeah. about Bennington before, yeah, right? Yeah, he was in Kalamazoo. And yeah, so your, yeah, so your brother, cool. had he been saying, yeah, this kid's, you know he was that good or is he? He Yes, yeah. He, well, he knew. I mean, it was one of those things when he's in the, this, it sucks at coaching at that level, obviously, because you know you're going to lose him. But he knew it was a matter of time before that kid was going. But at that level, when you're coaching the minors, it's try to give them, right, the opportunity. And anybody along the way, like, speaking of that, anybody along the way, Mm -hmm. along your way, who are some – because that's the whole thing um, with Tom and uh, Booter, what you're doing, the Prohibitions Hockey, it's who says – whose voice is heard. Right, so you and I come at it differently, more of an abrasive in your face. You know, we're gonna we're gonna find the, the you and I out of the group and whatever else, as far as on a different way. So it's a message. I know for myself, you know, growing up, you know, it was uh, my Bantam coach, Mike Clemmer or Brian Drum, uh, who, you know, brought me into Peterborough to play junior B. Then you know, even into Larry Mavity and junior to Scotty Ball. I didn't know you were in Peterborough. Right? That's no, Belva. Okay, well, my grandparents live in Peterborough. But I was in Peterborough for junior B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, yeah I got exactly. That part. I was here. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, to, to step it up. So it's the influence along the way. You never know when they're going to hear the voice. Who are some of the guys? They're what age? 
Did- so my biggest one, you know, at a younger age, you know, obviously my parents and my brother, you know, I was riding my brother's coattails as far as I could, right? Right. But, um, you know, I had, I had a few coaches. I mean, Bert Templeton, I was with him a short time. Uh, you probably, he was in Bert's Bert in North Bay. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. so Bert, Bert Templeton, Larry Mavity, and mm-hmm. Brian Kilway are like Legends. the three old school Legends. cowboy amigos of the OHL. For we were sure. talking about it last week with Mike yes. Lucci. Yeah, so Bert, I had him very, very short period of time, but what an influence that man had on me. I mean, he was my lion. He looked like a lion when he went into his office. You, you, you shit your pants, you know what I mean? And Absolutely. I was 16 when he told me I was traded, and I could have stopped the nine-player deal, but the lion's staring me down. I feel like it was when you were looking at me right now, you know? <laughs> camp and Tom's staring at me. I mean, that was... That's how it was. I mean, he was he was a legend. He sat at the back of the bus. I mean, are you kidding me? He's a coach sitting at the back of the bus. The rookies got to sit at the farthest back. So you, you, you know, so he he was awesome. But uh, my favorite would have been Dave Cameron. Um, came into St. Mike's. I actually had Mike Fuda as well in St. Mike's for a while, who was a huge influence. Who's with the LA Kings, and you know, I bumped into him Marty Turkle's tournament and stuff. But. Uh, the the year you know going down as the you know big huge signing bonus baby going down to Toledo you know I had Claude Noel and there was articles in the newspaper that I had taped up in my stall you know went down as the rock star you know was a zero in about you know six games you know oh coach I could play D for this overtime I played D in juniors and went out and got lit up in D and lost the game and you know went through the whole thing broke my one piece on the net they didn't have one pieces back then the whole rink stopped (laughs) you know I was the only guy in the coast with a one piece like so (laughs) yeah oh funny story the trainer got fired for selling him he was ordering him all year I didn't know he got got a trainer fired he was ordering him all year no the trainer got himself fired for ordering his sticks he was ordering for polyboy all year, and I and I saw six of them, right? And and I get yelled at for breaking sticks. I'm like, what? I broke one. It's tough, <laughs> yeah. in, it's tough in the minors yeah, for everybody. Different, different, yeah, circus league. But yeah, Claude Noel was my coach that year, and he eventually went up to Manitoba Moose and Winnipeg Jets, and you know he played in Kalamazoo, you know, back in the '70s or '60s or something. But you know, with articles in the newspaper, and and I don't know, he's actually writing the articles, right? <laughs> but I, I'm thinking this reporter's going to fucking die if I ever see this guy. He's fucking <laughs> dead. But, uh, I mean, man, we're, we're, I was holding guys up in the glass in the Toledo Sports Arena, and they had half glass between the oh, benches I remember it. and between the, the big glass, right? And I would hold up fan, these fighters, these huge six-foot-five guys. I'm six-one, you know, little rat. And I'd push my gut, and the fans would punch me, <laughs> for, me for me. I mean, you would, you would get high and drunk being in the stands. Like, that's all you smelled was weed and fucking... <laughs> it was... I mean, Kid Rock was sitting beside me in the penalty box one time. <laughs> you know, 20 fucking years old. Like, I had my fucking brother's ID still. You know, going out with the Iranian Mafia in Toledo, fucking Ohio. You know, it was the best year of my life. But, <laughs> uh, I love I to hear it. the point. What was the question? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. How about, how about uh, influences? Because I think it's important, oh, too. Yeah, Claude we're, Noel. We're a bunch love him. Sl- love him. Love him. Claude Noel. Love I him. love him. Awesome. Sorry. How about you, Tom? Because, you know, to what we're getting you to you know go get a phd in psychology and all that stuff but you had to have influences along the way because it has to be to your style of coaching or developing into the program or what you believe in 
Yeah, right. No, I've been very fortunate. I, I've had a lot of good ones. Obviously, like, you know, it's a pretty strong family. My, my my father and mother and all that. My uncle that played hockey that was like... Bobby? Made it cool. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the, the one that was close related, he just played for the, the North Dakota State Bison uh, AC. Uh, while club that Colton or? Colton or? No? Okay. Uh, that's a lot of or. That's Ooh, a top fade. No, that's, that's a good that's one. That's it. Wait, he changed his name, married the sister, but changed the name because it's a top family. Yeah. Well, I had some good ones, uh, you know, just at a youth level, like this Brad Shack that taught me how to skate pretty well and uh, coach Carlson still on high school but the one that would relate to some of your audience was actually uh, when I was a coach at Indiana University I coached with Al Carlander and he used to be a, a linemate at Gordie Howe and had some stories from them and uh, he was actually the first NCAA college hockey player drafted in the NHL when the Red Wings took him back in the, the 60s. So Perry would have remembered that. Is that Jimmy DeLeo? Hey, do you remember? Perry was like 20 then. <laughs> uh, Al, Al Carlander from uh, Michigan Al Tech. Carlander, there's a drop. So so, yeah. so where did you play? Uh, how high did you play? And then, like, because here's the thing, guys, because with Todd, love of the game. And it's, and it's a parent talking hockey with you, and it doesn't matter and how important it is we're – you can fit your love, you know, you've found a way to incorporate your love of the game that you've had into something that not only gives back, but something that, you know, works as far as a, um, a profession. Or, you know, not only writing the, the books, the psychology, looking into the violence, but, you know, I, I want, like, how does it, do you get to this point? How do you get to this point? I know how Booter survived through all that shenanigans and shit because I lived the same thing right before him. But for you, like, to get to where you are now. Well, I got a lot of neat things. Like, we were, my wife and I were fortunate enough to stumble upon some boards this hockey association was given out and ended up building a little third-size rink in my backyard up in South Dakota, and they did a little documentary, a little 10-minute one. So we've had a lot of, you know, culture... Um, that way, with uh, it was called Sandlot Hockey. Actually, it wasn't like some small, small time. I love it, stuff. dude. That's but it was kind of neat, just a backyard. My, you know, my wife was playing for the Gophers. Hey, I remember we played in the uh, Quebec tournament, and the the best part about it, I don't remember any of the playing the hockey tournament except that the billets we stayed at. The neighbors had an outdoor half rink, and it was more fun skating with everybody. We couldn't wait to get back to the billets house to skate. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> excuse me. Stuff like that is <coughs> so awesome. <laughs> That's what he's, he's choking he's up. Talking, he's saying, I, I got him. What is, he's talking up, up, he's right. making me choke up with the sandlot shit, man. Well, my friends will be so like, impressed. I, I made him cry. A lot of, a lot of people, uh, a lot <laughs> yeah, of people man, don't get <laughs> what, what he's talking about is the Quebec. That's the Pee Wee uh, International Tournament for yeah. what 11, 12 year olds. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. good enough playing that one, Perry. I was just oh, talking about some Quebec. Oh, just your Quebec. Hey, Reitz, you on the phone, Reitz? Eric Reitz, Rockstar's Limousine. Put him back on hold. Ladies and gentlemen, you ever ever play the Pee Wee Tournament in Quebec? No, wasn't good enough. Booter, you ever play there? Shelburne Sea Hockey. We don't get to go to that tournament. <laughs> That's a, like that. Is that a? Do they have a junior D team? Uh, no, no. We got. Yeah, they had. Uh, no, they got senior A. Senior A. Senior so a. Eric Eric Reitz of Rockstar's Limousine. I got him on the line because. You, you and Booter, you guys are about the same age. You might have uh, battled in junior. Is that true or not? I wouldn't call it bail, Darren. What would you call it? I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know. Well, talk to Daryl. Daryl, he's Daryl. What would you call it, Daryl? There we call go. Call me Daryl back in the day, so I took care of fucking business. Oh, Daryl. Hey, 
every fucking game. Daryl. <laughs> Not Reese. I can't fucking hear you. Your nose is in the way. Can you move it? Can you move it? <laughs> hey, Don't how worry. good were they? Hey, the, the thing is, talk, talk about that, though. I mean, like, that's like, you know, I'm looking at this right now. I see a... Uh, Very cold home game. Just got traded. You remember this Mike's fight? Majors, I do. Like, it was yesterday. Some you know what? It kind of was, you know, Daryl got traded out of Barry because they wanted to bring the kid in, to bring home the champion. Ah, is that what it was, so, Richie? I'm pretty so, sure so I just Dar- set up that guy back door, though. See that? Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Wait, who was it that came flying in? Oh, the big 2-7 there. Yeah, oh, Booter, Booter definitely started it, uh, prick. He jumped you. He was in my hometown. I was from He Barry. jumped you. You're mad at the kid. Oh, you were, you were saucy back then. That very Colts goalie can suck his own D, just saying. Oh, hey, hey, are you, what are you, are you watching the clip that I sent to Perry? Yeah, we're watching it yeah. right now. Oh, yeah, you still have it on your phone, eh? <laughs> <laughs> dude, Booter, hey, Reach is, so, Reach is so much my like you, dude. He will picture. give you, he sent some sick no, videos. No, come and, on, McCarty. What are you I, saying there? Yeah, like I, after, are you calling him Daryl then? No, he was. I was chirping his blonde highlights. <laughs> yeah, but they are. Hey, they were fabulous. So he was mad because Look, you went on for the me. winner. He can still smell me from there. <laughs> hey, 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 Daryl, put, hey, put, put, put the mic by your face. I can't hear you chirping. It's the same thing in hockey. You're about 10 feet behind me because you can't skate. I can't hear you chirping. My put stick that mic close. My buddy. stick could still reach you, pal. Yeah, that's it. That's true. That's true. I got a five long, for bu- I got a butt ending. My Did only, you know he was a left-hander? Five. Eric, before you fought I, him, he didn't. His no, mouth, I, his I, mouth I, I found out pretty. I found out pretty quick <laughs> that iron, iron Mike jaw didn't didn't did, didn't falter me. <laughs> no, that, you, hey, hey, that's, that, that, is, that was Rockstar's limousine at its early hey, finest. He could even still talk with his jaw hanging. I seen it. It was crazy. <laughs> Buddy, I talked to like fifty people today. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rockstar's limousine. I like Here it. McCarty approved. I feel like I'm. I know. And hey, how about you? Got any? Uh, Words about uh, your your uh, number one driver, uh, Perry Vellucci. How's Perry he doing? Vellucci, is he doing you know, a good? Is he know, doing Perry, all right? Perry's telling you all the good stories. Why, why doesn't Perry tell you about last Friday where Perry ended up at the, at the time you were supposed <laughs> to pick the clients up? Come on, Perry, spill the beans, the boys. I like it. I like it, Reese. That's that's number two. I I wanted you to get on with Booter, but I got to hear the real deal from Perry. Perry, <laughs> you know what? Hey, Eric, hey, I'm stay on the line and let, let's let's hear and you can tell me if he's giving me everything. So grind time with uh, you gonna fill fill us in. Yeah, that time yeah, audience? I, yeah I went, what happened? I went to pick up a bachelorette party, and uh, I went to a stop in Southfield instead of Royal Oak. I looked at the wrong address, but he he's going to correct the sheet so that they are idiot-proof. Oh, so it was Reese's fault. Weird. <laughs> okay, Reese. so I, I heard some blame put back on the uh, management there. Does Perry have a claim that it was... Uh, it was a hey, one understand. of those one of those things you that know, would easily be corrected Perry. and not happen again. Or does Perry have Perry's, more responsibility? Perry's missed some very key details in that story that he forgot to tell everybody. Would you care? Okay? Would you? Would you care to elaborate? No, let's move on. So let's get sure, back to sure. you, Daryl. Yes, hold please. On, hold on. on. My question is this: Hey, hey mute their be, mics while Eric talks, please. Hey, hey, would it be okay if if he peed his pants? Hey, uh, Ritzy, so finish it off. I'm waiting. Okay. No, finish off. What did he leave out? Am I responding to Daryl's nonsense, or am I going after Perry? Who am I no, going I after? Did, no, I think Perry peed his pants because you made him so upset that he almost peed on 
Buddha or something. I don't know. You're you're responding to me on Harry not coming forthcoming. I gotta right, get to the so bottom. I'll, of this. I'll deal. I'll, I'll go with Buddha first. I might have put on I peed on Buddha because Buddha would like that kind of thing back in the day when he played in the OHL. Back okay. to Perry, it says number one, it says number one's a pickup address. Perry looked at the very top of the contract where the person lives. So I get their home address in case they decide to cancel the contract the day before the occasion and I'm out, hey, seven, eight hundred bucks. I know where they live so I can serve them the papers. See? Don't so, screw your limo driver at seriously whatever. So, so yeah. now, Eric, I got to go. I got to be devil's advocate here to Perry's okay. defense. Was this explained to Perry at any point in, in the previous, maybe when he was trained or something that, hey, here's the home address, but here, look here, don't be confused? You know what? I don't want to answer. Why don't you ask Perry what he thinks about the situation? Perry, do you have any, <laughs> Perry, do you have any answer to the, that part of the question? I'm just trying to come down. I, I, I I knew how it was supposed to be. I looked at the wrong thing. Okay. I, I looked at what I looked at. <laughs> so the, so just a, that's all. I just. Hey, Eric. I, I own, you and I, I are looking for the hey, same thing. Just like it's when just I wrap. accountability. When I wrap, I just I want up to account, it. Right. Did you make a mistake? Yes, I Will did. Will that happen again? No. I think that was the whole point of this conversation of how Perry will not <laughs> miss the departure spot again or else <laughs> there'll be heavy repercussions. Because Buddha, what is it? You're allowed to make one you're allowed to make mistakes. Just don't make the same one yeah. over again. But when I pee yep. when I pee my pants it was in pro, I'm just saying. <laughs> 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 hey, you know what? Me and Daryl had a good time. We fought each other so many times. I think by the time we played in the HL against each other, we were so sick of fighting each other. It was more, hey, Daryl, where are we going? Where are we going after the drinks? I said, I'm so, going to your explain hometown. Explain about Daryl. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Ex explain so that, though, because friend. that doesn't just happen. That, that's the way it is. Some guys, you end up fighting your whole career, and it's just like, dude, what? what is it? You know, let's save it for the show. Right, you fight because that's the thing in junior. You're fighting for a purpose, you know. There's also two in the A, but you know when you make it up there, especially if you're two guys there. So, well, thanks for joining us, Reitz, and uh, thanks for uh, making Perry be accountable. Yeah, thanks, that's boss. how you get, ladies and gentlemen, grind time audience. That's how you get a Thank referee you. to admit that's, he was that's wrong. That's my boss, Booter. <laughs> Booter, do you like that? That's how you get the, a referee to admit he was wrong. I can't believe. Reitz, when we golfing? I would have lied my face off, uh, man, especially uh, Reitz. August fourth. August fourth. August 4th. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Yep. Thanks, right, thanks for calling. Yeah, we better see you tonight, Reetsy. Puss, hey, puss. I'll steal it. See I you, have Darryl. business to run here, pal. I, uh, I'm working uh, 8 till 5. Uh, can you uh, maybe come out later, uh, get, take your tampon He out? says he's got, hey, he's he's looking for another job. He's looking for 12 yeah, jobs. He might put his application in. You think in. this fucking guy could drive a limo? I could fucking own that limo. I'll ride it. <laughs> hey, Daryl, 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 we're looking for a security guard, buddy. My, All day, 24-7. Hey, I'll choke a motherfucker out for yeah, you. Yeah, he said he's got oh, his no. choke game down. Yeah. Oh, no, like, no, no. You know, we're, I, you're going you're gonna to be like you're gonna be like Entourage's security guard for the, for the bachelorette parties he got. Yeah, don't tell my wife, but I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daryl, make sure make sure that they they uh hey, they, uh, edit, hey, edit, edit film here. Hey, hey, Eric, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> all right, hey, I'm, I'm glad, I can, I'm glad I can reunite you, fucking children. <laughs> yeah, he knows how he can grind my gears, eh? Ungrind, fuck Darryl. you, <laughs> Daryl. I'll see you. But hey, you know Darryl. what's funny when you're calling somebody Daryl and their name's actually Daryl because Daryl's like the name you call. Yeah, hey Tom, you're <laughs> Love All right. it, love it. See you, Booter. See you, rock stars. You know I won the battle. <sighs> hey, uh, so, uh, Perry, did you, uh, oh, speaking of golf, 
You do you golf then, Booter? Yeah, I'm a, I'm down to like a five handicap. Nice. And, well, man, when you watch billionaires golf all day, they're like, bad I, though. Well, I didn't realize like it. Like I'm all of a sudden because it took you gotta wait sixty days before you play the course as a caddy. So like <laughs> sixty days, I was out there actually my forty second day or something. Of course but, you were. Yeah, yeah. That's but, sixty. That's sixty. Yeah. yeah. It's like, know, he sent me to, j- me to jail. I'm getting 42 early, <laughs> Just the tip. It's not gay, boys. No, I, uh, I no, work my way in there. But I, when I'm watching and reading these greens and this millionaire looks at me and, you know, gives me the fucking, what the fuck? I'm like, buddy, like, you missed the line by fucking two f- fucking cups. I said one cup, like, you know. And now I start pointing to the fucking actual line with the flag. Like, no, right here, motherfucker. Like, if you want to do it like that, you know. But then I got out there and I started playing the course. And, I mean, I haven't chipped in a shot in since I was 14. And I play the course, you know, 10 times in, in six months now. And, I, I mean, I've chipped in, you know, four or five times. And I'm fucking doing the booty birdie dance all the time the boys in Bradford know the booty birdie dance <laughs> yeah I mean fuck yeah I get a birdie I'm fucking dancing so six months there you must have a nice following with all these well we're getting in there a little bit it's taking a bit you know we got well, you know you're, you're, hey, you, because that's like that's like you went up to the top show oh fuck that's cheese so you got it yeah that's right cheese. yeah that's i mean when i'm sucking the taint i mean it's cheese <laughs> yeah i mean these guys like this one guy lives on the course i won't say his last name but like so his dad was he oh, he's a roofer is what he's known as in houston right and apparently his dad was booked for like one of the biggest busts in the mafia ever and so this guy's taking caddies like downtown Houston, got them a police escort because they were late, put these caddies in a limo, took them down to the Texans games and shit. Like, you know, I'm, I'm looking for my... You're <laughs> looking for your... Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't go that way, but, you know, if it's fucking... It's a fucking $100,000 job, bro. Hey, Chelly. Booter's Chelly. looking for a job. Yeah, and Chelly. Like he said, hey, <laughs> I always say, don't say that it, there's a price, because there's a price tag on everything. Yeah. There you oh, go. Fuck. I mean, um, guy told me his personal assistant was getting 180 grand the other day, because I do Amazon services as well. Oh, there you go. We're, we're, <laughs> you're, there, I got four out of you now. Yeah. yeah. So um, surprise. Handyman, boys. Hey, handyman so you used days. to throw the knocks. We even so Perry, you want to introduce the segment? This yeah, new well, segment that we're debuting. I brought do your it up. Job, Perry. It's a great thing that you're here, <laughs> Booter, because uh, I think that they're involved in YouTube. That didn't think long, Daryl. <laughs> here we go, Daryl. Um, so Don't yeah, talk. so we're gonna start doing a new segment. It's called uh, uh, Watch a Mac Fight. Um, we're gonna. Uh, Pull up a fight. Well, I was a risk. Yeah, no, I don't. Please show the mullet. Yeah. Thought about yeah. that a long time. Show no, literally, just before I said it, is all I thought about it. Oh, so we, really? we, we, we wouldn't, wouldn't even have figured that. Paid off. We're gonna come up with something. We're gonna come up with something. So, so uh, I got one March mullet month, and we'll just do mullet fights. Look at that mullet. Oh, that's a great I love it. So, I so love it. actually, uh, Bam Bam's got a good question for you. He wants to show uh, this fight against Darian Hatcher. And, yeah, uh, this is what happens when you get bored at work. I'll tell you the truth. So, Darren, I'm watching this fight, right? First thing I see is what the That's fuck? Jack Johnson pose. What is that? The mullet or the Jack go Johnson no, 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 no. pose? Or what this. am I doing fighting a guy 6'5"? Or <laughs> the square off? That's the Jack Johnson. Now, as a lefty, yeah, come and get some that's of that. You don't want none of that. That's a fighting, that's a you don't know which suit. one you're going to get, bro. That, 
The whole thing is I got my right arm extended and my left arm in. Now, being a lefty yep. booty, you can appreciate this. Is that your hair hanging or is that a, That is an absolute a mullet. Is this Miracle <laughs> flow. Get you some. You and Barnes, you and get you're... the same hairdresser. Absolutely. <laughs> and Hatcher. How ironic. <laughs> you hey. got an Articac jacket after this fight or what? <laughs> so, so when you fight a guy... I got to go back because this this is where it's so great, Darren, because... Eight and a so half minutes. Here, why don't you talk you start, yeah. Why don't you talk your questions through it and play it, and then I'll answer and you can play it back as it's through. Because this is what you do. So you square up, right? Yep. You're waiting to grab them to punch, right? Is that the, the, the strategy within a hockey fight? You want to grab before you punch? Well, no, if you notice, if you notice in Booters uh, when he fought Mike Key, there's a lot of different ways. I can throw... Throw the right first, because um, the right's the lead. But when you're fighting a guy this big, right? Darren Hatcher, 6'5", 220. I, my, I can't fight from the outside on him. So if I can get a grab on him and throw a punch to get inside like I did, that, that they're, there, I, you're fighting my fight against the big guy. Inside hands where he can't get extended. There, I can get him, right? Get, get him in a vulnerable position. That's where... Hatcher goes down and says, fuck. Right, so, so if you rewind it to the beginning, Bravo. so I got to take... Uh, well done. I'm, so when I square off like this, it means I'm sizing them out, right? So I got to keep them out so I can... So You, know, you notice to, when to I grab he puts both hands up, yep. right? Now, Darian Hatcher at this time is earlier in his career. He's not, much, he's not really known as a fighter. It's his size is why he fights. doesn't mean he's not tough. Yeah, he's strong and tough. But Booter and I are more fighters... And fight more of the same style. So against, would you agree that you, the, the way you'd fight Hatcher the same way as I did, as is far it, as you got to get inside? Is it weird that Ryan Barnes taught me the arm out because he learned it from fucking Darren McCarty? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, hey, and tell me it doesn't buy. And I, I, I started doing it where I would do fucking right out first, and then and then come in and throw the right and pull the left. Yeah, fucking grab because you because yeah. I seen you against Mike Keen too. Is you know you square off right because you can throw that if yeah. if that punch is there. Yeah, right. You'll unload it and it's just like a combination. But still, and you throw and grab. But you like throw to throw and it and grab. grab it. Throw yeah. and grab. Yeah, and, and being a talk about that being a see guys don't understand is that they know you're a lefty. And it's they still it's still a different fight. No, yeah. we we have an advantage, and like it when you're six foot six foot one, and um, you know I'm heavier than you are, or I play two fifty. You're like two hundred. Oh, I was two hundred. Yep. Yeah, right. So is is like the leverage, and it's it's sort of like you got to know is we we didn't mind fighting these guys. I love that when the till the the jersey rule came in, that fucking robbery rule sucked. But you could fight, and yet there are different techniques and tactics, and you'd use. Oh, I cut mine in junior, man. One, so, one strap, one little tiny fucking stitch. stitch well, the, you can speak about that because yeah, that used to be the, the old to school tough guys so. stitch here. You grab your shirts yeah. up. Well, you used to see if you go enjoy if you go to Little Caesars Arena, and there's my the sweet revenge, the Lemieux, the jersey, the stick, whatever like that. If you look at my jersey there. You'll see, because my sleeves used to be cut shorter, and they used to be friggin' draping oh. like this, so a guy would grab, and I could get, I put on I could get my elbow pads on. I put your gloves on my first training oh. camp. 
<laughs> and, and Mac, I want to go back. My to gloves yeah, used to be cut. Those things were off. I couldn't keep them on my head. Yeah, I would skate with my stick sometimes, and they'd fall off. Yeah, like, they were that. Oh, they, I used hey. to cut. I used to cut the slits in them so they would dangle off. They're in. I could punch there. you. I could drop my gloves and hit you before the gloves would even. <laughs> I'd hit you twice before both gloves hit the ice. They're on the mantle up in Aspen, Colorado. I love my it. buddies fucking grow up up there. Nice, as, <laughs> as they should be. Yeah, yeah. As they should. Well, I want to go back to you said the the Rob Ray rule, which I'm. Uh, Rob Ray. Rob Ray forward. was a tough guy in uh, Buffalo who couldn't play. Was tough, but used to, every time he get in a fight, he get naked. Like in 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 less than a second. Like yeah. it would take me two seconds, but he'd do it less than a second. Two seconds was fine. I could do it. But tell me, like, because because we Jersey, thought the same the way, shoulder. being lefties, and we were movers, and like, like you said, you know, uh, how many cut? How many did we avoid? Because never really getting hit solid. Yeah, I got my nose broke seven times, but you can tell it's from the right side. Right, where we were bobbers, weavers, movers, my, and stuff like that. My favorite example in that situation, you know, my brother's six, fuck, four, two, plays at 230. Right, you he's know, solid. Hopefully he's not 250 now. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, he's coached Kalamazoo, K-Wings for 11 years, great dude. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But he wouldn't fight me in pro hockey. I mean, obviously his... My niece is watching, right? So he doesn't want to go home with a fucking black eye or a but, cut. But, in, in but your... <laughs> he knew you're left-handed. He had to take some. Yeah. You know, it took me a long time to realize what the fuck he was thinking. But you know what I mean? I'm begging. I'm like, bro, let's get in the hockey news, man. They fucking put the brother fights in and primo, Wayne primo. Let's go, let's go. At Larry Lindros, you know, he wouldn't fucking do. It. I get monkey arms, Van Andel Arena for. Five minutes of a shift, <laughs> you know, but he, his daughter was there and his wife was there and he, it's because guys wouldn't fight me anymore and I'd, I, I, you know, I'm 200 it, pounds soaking fucking wet. Right. You know, like I was. It's because they, it's because it's the same thing knew. as they know they that they're coming out of get, there with something. You're going to get hit. And, and you, you, the difference between you and I is like, yeah, I mean, I tell everybody, hey, I bleed like a sieve. It's actually good, but my head's cement. I could take a punch. Oh fuck yeah! You know that I've learned that early. It's and you, it's not like I'm out there to do it, but I know I can, and that's the difference between guys mm -hmm. that would do it. It's like we're like, like like you don't even know, bro. I was begging for a fight my last like fucking four or five years. Oh yeah, like, three years, like you know. But the game changed. So you talk about that from your aspect because I got out. And like right at like it was the perfect. It was like the game was changing. So that's like ten years ago. And you, you know, you went, you played in the minors, and you said you're begging for a fight. Five years, you know, you go play Austria. How Austria, right? Oh fuck yeah! How was that? Country club. That was a joke. Come with the sniffles, and you got to go home. Like begging guys, are gonna fight just to go on vacation because they were on the road. <laughs> I go to Spain for five days. You know, like it was it was a country club. It was too much of a country club for me. I couldn't. I would rather go back and fight in the coast than go over there and fucking float around in circles on fucking... That says something, doesn't ice it, Tom? Rink, ice rink yeah. the sizes of friggin' football fields. I get it. I played on one in Belleville. Yeah, well, so I, I never scored in Belleville. <laughs> 
I got, I got, we I got a lot there. You know, I go to, well, I go to, I go to Austria and score for the first fucking 10 games. And then, you know, the old Quebec Nordiques coach, what the fuck was his name? I can't remember his name now, but he's old, dirty, half German. Quebec Nordiques got, got into it with uh, Ron Hextall when he was the coach. Yeah. Fuck, I wish I remember his oh name. Oh my God. Yeah. He's a legend. He's a legend, this, this coach. He got like, shh kicked out because of Hextall like so he took over in Red Bull Salzburg and he was my coach over there good I mean yeah I can't say it but he was a coach <laughs> but you know going over there and just my first penalty was two minutes for hitting too hard and they had me <laughs> on the board in a jail cell <laughs> number five, 47 Daryl Bootle two minutes for hitting too hard I'm like what the fuck am I doing here you know I hit a kid with a cage on I didn't know you weren't supposed to hit those kids you were supposed to hit the kids with the no cage right but yeah I guess they let young kids out there and play for oh. hockey uh, yeah hey the hitters are doing what is ring at you yeah. can't go in your own zone yeah. don't hit yeah, the kids yeah you know when you cage. guys talk about that uh, I didn't tell you this earlier, but you're almost like a virtual guest speaker at what I taught at Indiana University and Northern State because I play honor and courage to one of my classes on like law and ethics. And we literally go through like the different guys, you know, Eric Cairns is in there and Ian LaPerrier and you. And when you guys are talking about the role of it, I'm actually like, this video really explains, you know, a lot of the culture and stuff. And a lot of that's really changed lately, you know, because that, that video unfortunately isn't really the way it kind of is anymore right there's no I mean, rookies the rules anymore. have changed and yeah, it's, it's fucking a lot different. kidding me <laughs> but, <laughs> right exactly well, but i love showing that you know because it's like it's not just about like just beating somebody up i mean sometimes i guess it is but most of the time it's about like no there's, know, there's the jersey something behind it there's it's about the, the it's team, a strategy it's a yeah. bigger piece of the puzzle and a lot of time you know and, and here's a brotherhood the whole, and here's the whole thing what you realize right and i'm the first one to admit it when i were younger and you know, crazier, one speed off, one speed on, you going like that, it, um, it was fun. I mean, it was like who, you know, everybody and, and it was great then, you know, but the reality of it is I, I realized that it wasn't that I loved doing it as much as I hated more anybody else to have to do it. It was one of the, right. I, it my fear or hate of anybody else having to do that dirty work, right? That was my job. That was my responsibility. You know what I mean? I don't want to do it. Take yeah, I don't want to fight this yeah. guy, but I don't want you to fight him more. Yeah, no, you know, like that's the, and that's the team because that's the one thing. Booter, you only that, you only told me once not to fight somebody. Right. I got the picture in my phone. It's. Uh, it's pretty ugly. You told me not to fight Reed Simpson. Yeah. And then old Todd, Nate Robinson, little, little, oh. little African fella, he uh, started chirping him and they were going at it. And then sure enough, he, I stepped in and he, I hit him three times and he looked at me and said, is that all you got? And then he punched me six times and I had <laughs> six inches here, here, and here, and here. And I was on my knees looking at this old lady in the glass in Joe Louis Arena. And she's like, oh, no. And I'm like, I'm okay. And then my face goes, <laughs> and it explodes on the mirror. Or on, the, on the glass. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm still okay. I'm still okay. But, but the fact. Thanks the, for that. Thanks for telling me not to do it. Thanks, Nate Robinson, you piece of shit. There you go. Yeah. But, the, but the fact is. He started like But I didn't want him to do it. Right. Because he. Because that's your role. Because you told me not to do it. So if he did it, he was really He would have been dead. Yeah. But that's yeah. the thing. Is it sacrifice? Because that's yeah, right. the one thing about you, Booter, is that yeah. no matter what. Yeah. Oh, and I beat the shit out of that. You're I'd a legend. Hey, dude, you are loved. And you're the, you are the teammate that everybody, because you're about 
the team and you're about the guys and everything everywhere you go you leave the booter stank behind because yeah, it's I mean, uh, it's stanky but it's good bro it's good stank kid. <laughs> it's good stank how many uh, how many rings do you have i got 3 i mean i'm proud to say it, it took me what's the best what was the best part like or was the uh, Tough to ask. When people ask me what's caught, and I say it's their kids, and they all have a storyline. But it's some of the different storylines, because, you know, our storyline, me scoring the first 42 years, then the Vladdy, then the Hall of Fame team, then the comeback. But for you, you're the three. How do they differ? I mean, uh, obviously, like your first goal in the NHL, I should have had bigger goals. I always told myself I wanted one goal in the NHL. And I literally, I, I only have one. <laughs> so but you got one. Who'd you score on? I should have bigger goals. I mean, I bought Ty Conklin a beer at the bar after. Uh, it was, was he in Edmonton? It, it was pretty embarrassing. I was second star, only oh, yeah, only nice. NHL star in, ever. Not, okay, you had but, one. Uh, you had we one. Were, uh, it was, Tell me about the goal. It was a game winner. I'm just Tell saying, me about I'm it. I'm just saying. But, uh, in home or away? It was in Joe Louis Arena, and uh, I got the VHS at home. I like that. <laughs> I don't know if I can find a Where was Conklin? Against who? So uh, he was the, it was Edmonton. Edmonton. But uh, I was with Draper and Maltz on the line. You know, Mac breaks his back, and, you know, I think it was like my seventh or eighth game in a row at the time. And, yeah, it was it was pretty embarrassing because, you know, we went on a two, uh, two four check, and, you know, the two D, these big lanky shit bags from Edmonton on the fourth line or fourth, you know, third, third set, set of D, yeah. whatever. And, uh, you know, they're trying to pass it to each other, and they both kind of like fumble, fuck it. And Conklin comes sliding out of the net and slides and dives for the puck. And Draper comes over and kind of bumps into the other D, and everybody's falling on the ground. And I wheel up, just fucking stupid me, and just the puck's there, right? So I backhand it. This is my only backhand goal ever. And it rolled up on Conklin's leg and rolled down his pad, and it gets to the goal line. And Draper's standing on the goal line, waiting for the fucking puck to cross. And he's looking at the D, like waiting for them to get up, waiting for Conklin to get up. And, and great man Draper ratted on me a few times, but great man. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he let the puck across the line and you know i'm fucking 20 years old i'm celebrating in the corner i'm fucking like a rock star in the corner well schneider comes in he fucking headbutts me in the fucking head and i'm leaking blood <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like my my first one was a one-timer from the point <laughs> like schneider, that's what he said yeah what a like, dick fucking french guy you ain't fucking with me today but it's like it's my day i don't that's fuck it. you know and dad hooked me up with one of the hottest girls I ever met back then. And it's a shout out to Coach Bootlin, my brother Nick's on speakerphone right now. Suck it. But uh, What up, Nick? <laughs> uh, we'll call you we'll call you later. Uh, I thought that was Drapes calling you. No, Drapes Drapes don't have my number. Yeah. Oh, he saw my reef shoes with a bottle opener on him. He's oh, you fucking used those more than me this summer, didn't you, Booter? Like, yeah, good to see you. Fucking never drapes, but yeah, he he threw me under the bus a few times. But good man, good hockey player. Absolutely. Hey, did you great watch guy. the British Open at all? I did. Yes. Did you watch it, Perry? Ah, uh, the very end of it. What'd you think? See, because that's like I was getting that's back to you before. We hey, that's when everything in the world you know is right. Like St. Louis winning. Well, when the Irishman wins yeah. in Ireland uh, after so many years with all the political, it's like the. Have you seen the Russian uh, five? Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you seen it, Booter? Oh yeah. See oh, yeah. that, like that's the whole thing. Like, like, like talking about the Russian Five. Those are, you know, the way that the, the culturally, like, mass the, the way of the world and everything, is right when stuff like that happens. You know, and then look at brought you guys here and everything like that. But if you ever, hey, this is for you and everybody out there. Grind time with Darren McCarty. If you ever want to golf, 
Cattails Golf Club in South Lyon, 18 hole championship course. Former home of the LPGA Futures Tour and the Michigan Amateur Qualifier. Front nine. Perry, a lot of golf balls. Perry, it's grassy, wetlands. On the back, some trees. It's beautiful. But this is where the Grind Time family, yes, our family golfs. And you two can golf anytime during the week, Monday to Friday. Use Grind Time with Darren McCarty. $25, 18 holes with a cart. That's a deal. Anywhere. Remember, anyway, yes. mention the Grind Time family. That's Cattails Golf Course, I believe, on Nine Mile in South Lyon. We'll <laughs> see you there believe. soon. And remember, I, hey. And it is on Nine hey, Mile. You like that, I, I went radio on you. But, uh, and keep this date, guys, because we'll be uh, announcing something soon. Is uh, September 22nd is a Sunday. We are doing a Grind Time Golf Outing from... Uh, cattails, obviously. So, um, obviously, with that, um, the next. Let's see, when's our? Oh, yeah, next next Wednesday show. Um, I will be. Uh, I will announce the our guests. Um, I'm working on a guest. I'm working on a musical guest. Which means what, Perry? The studio needs uh, McCool. Well, it it, McCool needs to find out where Travis is at through Mike. Okay. To find out if that's applicable to bring the band in. (laughs) To bring the band in uh, next week because I'd like to have a musical guest. Just a little FYI. Um, So, you Raw Reunion? What'd you think? Did you? <laughs> it's thrown together, right? Right. No, I, I loved it because you got. If you looked at the end, see, for the me, it was, was for me, it was all about Stone Cold. Yep. Okay. I don't care what you say. It was all about me seeing Stone Cold and the fact that what he did and how he came out and the fact that he said and he kept it real, off script and real life, who he was as far as what the coach told him. Like, like that's why I always love Stone Cold is just the guy he is and and the way that he kept it real and the way that he kept it real like I these are my brothers blood sweat and tears for years on the road with those guys because the wrestling guy dude you, you see him all over you see him everywhere I mean that's a tough 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 gig so at the end what really blew me away is to see all those and to, to, to see him call out Farouk and to see them, you oh, know what yeah. I mean, about how they were drinking and, and how Ric Flair hitting the story. Because that shows me just, it. This is that's why I wanted to end tying this up. It's sort of like the reunion here, being able to catch up with Booter and stuff like that through all whatever. It's Brad Hall standing there drinking friggin' booze at the Stanley Cup Blues <laughs> Championship. That's what it is. Dude, right? it is, right? isn't it? Right? That? Because that's the come full circle, and that's what the game is. It couldn't be happier for him or for that. So... To, and, to hear him at the end, and the way that he did the whatever his new beer is, yeah, the the Steve Skull Wise, Island, I call or whatever. Steve Weisers or any, but the genuine thank you to everybody, and the genuine because to each other, that's the big thing to see like him and Triple H hug, and to see like to, like the guys like because I I rewind it and I watch it because I'm not watching when the actors, I'm watching when everybody's out there. Who's talking to who? Who's like? you know, messing with who. And it's like the vibe of, hey, 
Yeah, they like each other. They got and maybe they had their issues, but I mean, they felt like that dysfunctional family they thought they were. Yeah, and and you actually took the words right out of my mouth. We didn't talk about it beforehand, but no. the word I was going to use is he was genuine as can be out there and talking about how he saw Ron Simmons yeah, on Ron, the elevator and they go, "Damn." Yeah, it's Farouk. It's yeah. it's every character. And I don't know if you saw this, but after Raw went off the air, because now they go off right at 11 o'clock. Well, because they got the Miz and Mrs. Yep, yep. Good show, actually. I don't know if you've uh, seen no, it. No, it, it, it actually has drawn me into liking... The Miz. The Miz. Yep. Like, I, like he was... Like, like I love Roman Reigns, like, as far as always the... Because of the people's champ sort of thing. But The Miz has everything about... Because he, he's got heel, yet... Uh, yeah, likable dude. Yeah, he's and, like the Rock. Yeah, he's got that Rock, and it's almost like a Jericho, but it's more of a likability of a Rock. Where Jer- when a heel becomes a good guy, yeah, you know that they that's love a tough thing the to heel. Do. Yes, a hundred percent. And especially to get a TV series out of it, that shows oh. that. Well, and his wife Maurice. Oh my goodness, check her out. Well, she's French Damn. Oh my goodness. She's French Canadian. Not Coalesces. Uh Stone Cold stayed out there in the middle of the ring. Everybody left. He stood out there. He gave the middle finger to everybody. He kept slamming bruise, and he kept entertaining. But you could see that meant everything because it was getting the band back together. I assume that's how it is when, like, yeah. you you and my man Booter. I got it. Uh-huh. Booter. Ah, uh, Booter. Yeah. <laughs> Connected right away. Right. Went back to right back to right where back to where you where guys we were. last and left you know, off in hockey. You missed it because it started at the rink. When I look at the glass, I'm like, "What the fuck, Daryl Bootlin? Like standing on the other side of the glass before." So we got the you know, and, and it's right back to last time you saw or whatever. Clowning around, doing the same old shit that no, you used to do. No, no chirp on Jason Woolley is a beauty and. He taught me a lot when he was in Grand Rapids for his weeks, and I learned a lot from him. You know what I mean? But our, you know, conversation goes, "Hey, hey, hi, yeah, see ya, good to see ya, yeah." You know what I mean? It's hugging it out with Mac. It's fucking for sure. Yeah, and it, it is, but and it's, it's a fraternity different... that you're there forever, and you guys are always going to be connected because right. you guys did something that the one percent are yeah, ever going to get to. Yeah, because the probably it's the shit that we don't tell you. hundred <laughs> percent. And so the grind that you guys go through, yeah. day in and day out, preparing to be at the highest of levels. That's where these dudes all are. All the shit you don't see, bro. Yep, they all bust the shit, your ass. The same thing was why I tell Booty. You tell everybody why, and, and about okay. In your word, opinion, just the hockey-wise, about Steve Eiserman coming back as GM to the Detroit Red Wings, what will that mean for this organization and for this team? What? I mean, there's no, there's no words on what that guy can do for you. Like, I mean, the, the, him walking into the locker room, I've never seen a captain that didn't have to talk. You know? Yeah, like, like explain, because, you was know, and, and explain to him how much he picked on me. <laughs> well, I mean, you and I were easy fucking time. I know, but, but you left, they picked up me. Right? Of course he did. Because <laughs> right he didn't know I was gone because <laughs> yeah. you were there for a while. And then he looked, oh, that's not 25, it's 27. <laughs> Shit. Oh, hi, Daryl. Nice to meet you. Yeah, you'll yeah. be, Daryl, you'll be Darren now. <laughs> yes, but pretty much. but it's, it's the stuff that you come in and say that behind. It's because. Well, and, and to his credit, like, I haven't talked to him. You know, I, I had a great moment in St. Paul. For me, it was best one of you know top two in my life when a guy's chirping him at, or staring at him in the bar and, and making Stevie uncomfortable. And this is the one time I've ever seen Stevie at a bar. And I'm you know on the road and this guy comes up and he you know and it got 
close and I fucking jumped in my moment, you know, and I elbowed the guy in the throat and dropped him and security <laughs> came over and took him out and I got Stevie's number that night. Yeah. You know, and it was like, I mean, I, I'm not you were kidding. Hey, I it wasn't was, there. You and were that was better than any girl that you could have got, right? like drapes, everybody at the bar, Mark, like, I mean, Chelly's like, what the fuck? Like, these guys were mind blown that I got this guy's phone number, but tis, I, I texted <laughs> He's him. He's going around going, yeah. how do you like dumb yeah, apples? Yeah, suck it, boys. Yeah, six and a half minutes a game, fucking suck it, right? But, I mean, I texted him. A year ago when he was working with Tampa, or two years ago when he's in Tampa and I'm in Orlando, and I'm like, Stevie, like, you know, long shot here, but, you know, Daryl Bootland, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm looking for work with the hockey world, want to give back what the game's given to me. And if I, he texts me back, you know, four or five hours later, you know, I might have ruined it when I said, hey, Stevie Y just texted me back and I got a boner to my, <laughs> to my buddy. Yeah, probably. No, I, I noticed he grabbed see the, the fine yeah. line. See the fine yeah. line. It's it's a yeah, you know. Well, the I word. texted my buddy Steve that. So it, I mean, it was Stevie Y, but <laughs> wrong Steve, eh? Yeah, so I'm not working for Tampa. Long That's story it. short. That's it. But, but aren't you lucky, Tom? More <laughs> ambitious hockey. Me and hockey. you, buddy. Yeah. Me and you, baby. Hey, 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 Tom, Tom Rockstar. Tomorrow, Rockstar. Bobby Kids used to be wait. my agent for a year, eh? Yeah, <laughs> now I'm working with, hey, you're now I'm work with Tom. With now I'm working with Tom. Uh, hey, Eisenman, though, I, I teach a sport leadership class, and we we I, I educate people on how awesome. So educate the list. Okay, there's a book called Of Bison men, it's pretty awesome. It, it talks a little bit about him. He is just for it's transformational. You talk about him just as a leader in general. You know, we hockey players don't always get the the, the front page. You're gonna ask, yeah. No, I was gonna ask for you from your being from the, in your hockey experience from from all you as Tom or when you when I ask you the same question, what does it mean for the Detroit Red Wings organization and their fan base to have Steve Eisman back and speak on it from the leadership? Because I. My big thing is, well, the culture's back. It doesn't mean wins or losses, but, and what do I mean by the culture? Well, you know the parent or the relative that comes into the house when the door opens, you know it's them, and everybody sort of might act a little bit, sit up a little bit straighter, or, you know, act a little bit more, right? Because of the respect, or maybe a little bit, like, there's a different fear, but you don't want to let him down, right? That's what, you don't want to let him down. Yeah, and you think instantly, you know, there's going to be a, a, you know, an extended window here where he's going to have an opportunity to succeed. And I think as a leader, that's, you know, what he needs. I think you'll have some consistency there. You know, his principles, his values, setting the culture. You know, it's, it's, it's I think, what's going to reinforce, uh, you know, an eventual, um, you know, turnaround, really. You know, and I think in a, in a lot of ways there's some, there's some good talent there. But I think, yeah, just being a leader that can be there every day. You know, you talk about, like, coaching philosophies. You know, we talk about this. And actually, one of our big goals when we coach kids is, like, hey, when, we want you to play, you know, until you're 80 years old if you can because the sport is great. You know, we want you to maybe coach some other kids, right? So, I mean, when it really comes to, um, you know, leadership and what he can do, uh, I think it's a lot of that. It's really reinforcing the culture and making sure they stay on one path. You don't like, okay, here's some criticism this way. Well, let's trade this guy. Okay, now we're too big. Okay, well, let's trade this guy. And you just start, you make too many trades and you just, you lose your butt on that stuff. You know, I think a lot of it is, you know, loyalty, you know, consistency and, and, and long-term leadership instead yeah, of there's what no, can I do to get my next job? So how, That's even university administrators, right. you know, what can I do to my next job versus, hey, I have a job I love like Steve Eisenman. This is my dream job. I'm going to look long-term. And I think as long as people are patient, he's going to be very, very successful. And I think that's a huge difference. And I think what you have, and I think you find this, um, and you can uh, touch on this, but you know what? It's combining the old and the new. 
and it's and right. and and it, right, you yeah. can't be all old and you can't be all new but there's a finding the hybrid combination of both and you know what there's no better guy because the thing is because he wants it so bad he's the one that you're going to drive by and he you know why because he's going to be if he needs to put 20 hours in he will and that that's the thing is like he's booter is he not he's the one that you look in the you look at the train room he's riding the bike and you're like and i'm not on that bike why Right? I mean, it just automatically makes you want to work harder because he's doing everything in his power. So, yeah, I like that old and young blend, you know, even at our hockey camps. You know, Booter and I are doing a lot of the demos playing goalie sometimes. But we got some young guys there that are, you know, hey, what they're doing is cool. You know, we kind of all reinforce that. So it's always, you know, a blending of the, the, the old and the young together. A good softball team is that way. We need some young guys to run down the ball. We need some old guys to keep the guys sober for the morning, or at least relatively that way. You know, you kind of got to have some leadership. That's why you're good coach, right? Tom. That is, that yeah, is so, unbelievable. He's a softball, ASA. <laughs> yes. So, so Tom, it. I've got, you know, like uh, both you and Daryl, how much value you think for the younger kids now with the wings when a guy like Darren, retired 10, 11 years now, Walks in the locker room, Fucking comes in ten. four times, ten, four times Stanley, right? Four times Stanley Cup champion, though, right? Comes walking in the locker room. Hey, Fucking you know, smartest thing he said tonight. <laughs> All right, Alan, well, can I can I'm I done. finish? I'm done. Yeah, thank you. Um, so so yeah, I mean, like from you as a player, and then Tom is a psychologist, or you know, what, just the, the impact. College so, professor, yeah. college <laughs> professor, plays a psychologist in the classes, but yeah. Well, if you're hanging around him, you guys can play a lot of different roles. But no, go ahead. So Daryl, I mean, you know, what's the impact? Uh, for me, I mean, like just to watch it, like obviously, cup of coffee for me in the NHL and, and playing a, a you know a great pro career and, and enjoyed every minute of it. But for what, like. Tom's side of it brings into this. So uh, these coaching camps for prohibitions, you know, I've had multiple coaches and, and some great and some good and some bad, but I've I've never lo- learned so much in three days of my life. You know what I mean? So just to listen and to see it by a guy that's been doing it and who's studied it and who's educated has been amazing for me just because I'm doing the same shit as him. I'm doing the same stuff. Maybe I'm not thinking... I'm doing it for the same reasons because, you know, he's a fucking genius in my mind. But, you know, I f- you forget high school after, you know, about 100 fights, you know, <laughs> until 360, you know. So I get it, you know, but I, I it like reinforced that I'm doing a good job and a great job. So for me, for him to be here this week has been absolutely amazing. Like, I mean, the Chris Delaney shout out, we both know him, you know, oh, yeah. Mike Mininari, all these coaches I've had with prohibitions have been great and been good guys. But like, I mean, just to, to see it come out of his mouth, the psychiatrist, the, the professor way, and then like, I'll sit there and I'll, hey, sorry, but, and I'll say something, I'll say something, you know, and I'll jump in. And then, you know what I mean? I can see him like, like we're both doing the same shit, but it's like a professor's mind. And I might not be a graduate. I'm not be a professor. And a, you know, my wife thinks I'm a fucking ten year old. But but when it comes to life and and, and ho- because of my ho- my hockey education, I don't have an education. I got my high school diploma as a birthday present from a, a correspondence teacher I knew. You know, like <laughs> fuck me. But my mom made me get it. So you know, whatever. I did what I got to do. Ketchup sale and ketchup off school. You know, I I did what I had to do. But to get that education from being a pro hockey player from all these different college fuckheads to to they sat me beside every european in every room i was ever in because i could explain it to them 
Not because I could speak. I could swear in Czech and German and French and, you know, Tabernacle and Shiza, and I could say it all in Euro, but I could just get it to them in the fucking Canadian way, in the way that the world should fucking go. And I'm not fucking a wisdom professor, but my education as a f- hockey player, you know, started at the top and Second now I'm here. And it's, it, and it's, it's, like it's smart, legit. Bro. It's not even, it, and even it is like a fucking education. And it is because I am a fucking, one of the best salesmen in the world. I'm one of the greatest people person ever. I can make anybody's fucking day. Give me five minutes, you know, give me five minutes. I can get, make your day or get you naked, you know, like that's, <laughs> how, that's, that's how I rolled. Some things never change, yeah. brother. I mean, don't go changing on me, Mox, but, you know, <laughs> but like, it's just, it's, it's the way of life and, and, and and to, to people that try to say, oh, you could have played fucking a thousand games in the show or you could have done this. But fuck what I learned with, with what I dealt with and, and, and it, the way the world works now. And I'm fucking way happier with my education and with my life than anybody could. And, and you know, I work my fucking tail off. I got three kids and I love yeah. my wife. Speak, and, about, speak about that. Yeah, life's uh, amazing. 13-year-old yeah. stepson and two daughters. 13-year-old boy named Trace Riley. He's, he's amazing. He's he's taught me everything about life because he's not me. Right. Right? You know, right. He's, he's 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 a different boy and he loves his... I mean, he's not a different boy, but he's, he's different than me as right. a boy. And, and I was the... What are girls doing when I was eight years old? I learned to skate because my, my ditch would freeze over and I could skate to the farmer's fucking house. And it was a half a mile away. My brother would push me for, you know, four years old. And he's like, I'm not pushing you over to this girl's house anymore. You know, so I learned to skate to go see a girl. You know, my son don't like girls. He's 13, you know. You know, I was a man at 12, if you know what I'm saying. You know, yeah, I was a young learner. I had a fucking chin strap at 14, you know, like I had a beard. You know, like I, I was a different kid but he's just taught me so much and i'm what so, about the girls so dude? grateful to have them but hey, the girls are, are how old me. are they they're me man they're six and two and i'm screwed ah. <laughs> so pretty oh the old backs ob- uh, yeah obviously mom's a fucking rocket so i'm screwed i mean they're me man it's mind-blowing boys you young hockey players out there you grinders that are young be a good man Uncle Daryl, yeah, I got back. I got boy nephew because my brother was a good man. I guess this is it's it's life. It's gonna get you some fucking hell. I'm sorry, but yeah, well, and, and you just gotta it's like we always say, it's like it's not easy. Life is good. It's not easy. Everything you get, you gotta work hard for. So, well, guys, I want to say thank you, uh, Tom Orr from Pro Ambitions Hockey. Well, um, how do people? Is their website or? Yeah, www.proambitions.com. It's a and how many, big on the East Coast. How many professors yeah, how many, say like www how many still? <laughs> camps do you do each summer? I personally do about five. It keeps me uh, kind of young enough, kind of a nice break from being a professor. You know, teach back to your question, you know, teaching some confidence, things like that to these young men. Kind of what we said when, we, when I briefly met, you thought we had maybe five to eight minutes to talk, and I kind of said, you know, what we do is really important. You know, it's something passed on from, you know, I've had some talks with Gordy Howe and Bobby Hall and, you know, you and a lot of other people, and it's it's really important what you can reach out and, and do. A lot of these kids have, like, like little and no confidence. And, you know, I 
talk about labeling theory and you know you know be be positive and like you know, I learn every day. <laughs> so I mean, it's just fun to get a chance to kind of go around there and travel and try to you know help some kids. You run into some some really good people and some people that need a little help and having guys like Daryl that just have the energy and excitement to teach really good things through hockey. You know, Jeff even has a saying that we we save souls in hockey. You know, and we we do that a lot of times with you know again just making some connections there. And I know you guys are talking earlier about you know like suicide. You know, we had a, I had a good friend that you know that happens too. And you know if you can make some impact and you know let people know that you know there's a lot of people that love you and you're just kind of passing on to somebody else so i mean just some of the things that we can do little messages don't say the r word in the locker room i mean just you know just little things like that so it's it's a lot of fun doing it you know i love it i love it it takes special people to do it but it's awesome because you know that that's the that's daryl said how can i give back giving it back and uh, yeah hey I keep this the, hey yeah. hey wait a sec Reese's making me hold you here. Yeah. Hey, I think Booter's doing the BB dance in the chair. I might hold him off for about five seconds longer. Yeah, like it all comes yeah, around in the end, Reese. I'll say, hey. yeah, exactly. I'll come you. back around in the end. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna let Booter go on that. That's the way I'll get him off the mic. So, uh, anything else, Dad Perry? If you wanted to mention that. Oh yeah. Guys, remember, a couple episodes ago, Buddy Damon Johnson, August 30th, Token Lounge. That's in Westland? It's in Westland. Yeah, Token Damon, Lounge uh, in Westland, Friday, August 30th. Damon's bringing his band, and Billy and I from Grinder will be doing a few songs. We got three picked out already. So uh, yeah, Damon, look, look forward to doing that. Um, I'll be in Plainfield August 2nd with Kevin Zioli. I don't know where. But somewhere. Out Check Lansing. out Darren McCarty Slapstick Comedy Tour. Uh, and anybody who's wondering about all that stuff, DarrenMcCarty.com. Things will be up. Where, uh, where are we at? I think within like next week or so, we'll be able to start filling. Yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep you up to date. We're on it if you haven't seen it. Do you want to you want to show what that is? Because what if, this? No, the the fist. Because uh, what, what it's fist? been just showing is just the top part. <laughs> That's why I was moving. It's my it. herbal <laughs> active red wing finger. Yeah. Hey, these are my blade shades. They're actually not bad. They're they're, they're pretty good. But but on the video, the only thing is you see the top part. <laughs> Just a tip. <laughs> just a tip, baby. Just a tip. All right, Booter. Have fun the rest of the time in town, buddy. Hey, Thanks. I appreciate Always a fucking pleasure, man. I appreciate I love you, you, bro. Since I love day you. one, brother, you, you taught me a lot and, and took care of me. I, I tell you, I had some good times watching the old grinder and, and some great times with you. So I appreciate you and appreciate you bringing Tom out, obviously. No, I, hey. and, and, and like you said, now it's now it's our, like you said, whatever whatever capacity, it's our job to, to make sure... That not only if we can help prevent in whatever capacity, not only the the next generation to influence them, but also too like guys like that have been there and and done that to know that it's okay and somewhere to reach well, out. It so. Just goes to show all those people in Michigan that are thinking about giving me a job. Like I'm smart enough to bring someone smarter than me. Right? <laughs> That's <laughs> it, Boot, You always are the man of many jobs. Do you have a website they can reach out? <laughs> yeah, I mean, bootland twenty seven at Yahoo. It's not www. It's not www. No, just throw me an email. Bootland twenty seven at Yahoo.com. The Pony Express. <laughs> well, thanks again, guys. Uh, Tom Orr, Daryl Bootland, Ben. Bam Bam, McCool, Perry Vellucci. That's another episode of Grind Time with Darren McCarty. And you know what, Booty? You know what I always tell everybody? 
no matter how many times you fall down. You have to. You must. It's a unbelievable thing, but you got to get your ass back up. That's grind time. We're out.